Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. And I am your other host, Justin. And this week, we are once again joined by another patron who forced something else on us for this kaiju season. Uh, Alec, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How you been? I have been pretty all right. A lot of changes, a lot of things going on, but I'm happy, and, you know, that's good enough for me. I think it's been a solid year since you've been on, because the last time was for System Shock 2. At least on yes. the Here's Johnny podcast, yeah. Um, how is your fantasy critic uh, team doing? Um, well, I haven't looked at the scores, but I am really anticipating the summer season mm-hmm. because I, I left a lot of openings in the fantasy league so I can pull up those games and get those Smart on my move. roster. Smart move. God damn it. I wish I did that. I think yeah, the only I still thing- have a lot of... I have a full roster... But I have a lot of capital left, and I think after E3 and we get like real dates that I trust, yeah, I'm going to drop some things. Like I think I'm going to drop Elden Ring. Like I want to hold that for as long as I possible. Would, yeah, maybe hold That's it. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's similar to like like obviously fantasy football, which I know y'all didn't, you don't play, but yeah. that's how I've been approaching. Is it. like you want to hold on to it. He was on your bench, like that way someone else can't have it. Yeah. So that's been my my approach, but uh. Yeah, you chose an anime for us. We have not done an anime yet in the podcast. It's really exciting because I know how much you guys love horror, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where you're going to get kind of tired of it and kind of expound like all the good stuff. So there's a lot of really excellent, like super disturbing shit in anime, and this is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, we definitely have felt a little bit of that with Kaiju. I That was one of the designs of how we set up the show is to like split up like the subgenres so we still have gems left, right? Like mm-hmm. we have a couple of like seasons we haven't touched yet, like Transform Man with all the werewolves and stuff, Aliens. Well, we I mean, e- even if you look at like our earlier seasons too, I think especially the first one, I didn't want to pick any like really fucking like solid ghost games because... I mean, we didn't know each other, so I was like, I don't know if it's going to last. I still loved Attention and Clock. Clock Tower 3 was hard. Oh, I agree, but man. You guys we, haven't done Fatal Frame yet. No, that, those are incredible. <laughs> that is what I was going to originally do, but then I was like, well, I don't really know Larry, so I don't know like how it's going <laughs> to go, so we'll wait. But next time it comes around, we're, we're definitely playing it because it's one of my like all-time favorite ghost games. And I've Japanese horror, man, is terrifying. Prepared for that. <laughs> uh so yeah as you can't tell from the title of the episode we are reviewing the anime blood sea um this is your first last and only spoiler warning i'm going to get into all of that but first we have some introductory stuff to do uh alex you've been on before so we don't need to ask yes. you your horror bona fides but it's been a year since our audience has heard from you at least in podcast form uh, what's been new for you um well i mean i live in minnesota now so i'm kind of acclimating to that culture and that did you really happen fun. to watch uh what's it called 30 days a night and decided the nope out of alaska well that's that's a long story but <laughs> <laughs> there, there's definitely a reason whenever somebody's like oh would you like to visit barrow which i think is the town that that movie takes place in uh-huh. i'm like nah no thank you <laughs> <laughs> i've seen 30 days a night i don't need that that's a great movie <laughs> but yeah so I've i've been like you know, I've been eating a bunch of weird Minnesota food and going out to lakes and stuff this summer. Cool. And, like, you know, we go to little coffee shops and do a little bit of retro game chasing. I just went to a shop earlier and picked up a copy, I think, of Dragon Quest Builders 2. So, I mean, 
Oh, Gaiman. a fantastic um, game, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm excited for it. Hands, hands above, hands and art, whatever the fuck. It, much better than the first one. I like the first one, but the second one is just like a masterpiece, basically, I in that kind of genre. Dragon Quest game. I'm super excited because I just love Dragon Quest. Basically, yeah. if you put a Dragon Quest skin on things, I'm like, yeah, sure, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> And it's let, such an easy yeah. like thing to paint over other genres to immediately make like endearing in my mind. Larry, you need to you need to play some Dragon Quest. I've got the newest one, that Dragon Quest Eleven, but I haven't started it. I even have a Dragon Quest Switch controller. You guys can see it on cam. Oh, oh cute! Oh I've Jesus, I awesome. want that. <laughs> He's Bluetooth. Uh, my friend Izzy mailed that to me. I think she like imported it from Japan or something. I don't know. It works. It's really cute. Yeah, I don't even know where to start with Dragon Quest. Do you start with one? I would start with eleven because yeah. they're all kind of like self-contained, except for a few of them. And eleven really kind of like has a lot of cool and approachable ideas that I think you really enjoy. Okay, I'd either play oh. that or like Dragon Quest Five, which is a it's got a really cool story with like a diverging path, and that's okay. what the anime like CGI film is based off of that you can watch on Netflix. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Oh, it's my growing list of stuff I need to play. <laughs> RPGs, Mass man, Effect they're now. everywhere. I've got them all over the house. Uh, so other than else? that, listening to a lot of music, um, I don't have anyone in particular to shout out except for, uh, what is the name of it? Hang on. Ah, uh, no, I can't think of it. Statues of Cats, I think? I have never heard of that. Yeah, 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 Statues of Cats. That's a weird weird like nobody's heard of these people they've put out like six songs but they have a song called seven circles that is just excellent okay i'm gonna write that down then just cool alternative rock and we like found it late one night looking specifically for good obscure music and this is the one song that i'm like all right that's super good and immediately going on my spotify playlist interesting okay yeah no i'll definitely write that down then yeah seven circles but i guess if we want to go right into i mean some of the like media and stuff we've done obviously yeah, go i'm, for it, man. This is I'm playing a lot of like mobile games because i i now work for catopia rush for super colony and Which we just released our game launch yes i'm so excited people can play that you can download it it's a fun little like action game and uh i helped write a bunch of the like character descriptions in the game and my name's in the credits as the community manager. So I'm so technically cool, a game dev now, and that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, very That's cool. awesome, though. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's really cool. Hopefully it'll lead to some really, like, exciting opportunities, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, game-wise, though, I have been playing uh, Near Replicant, which is quickly becoming a favorite of mine. The music is phenomenal. Yeah, um, I remember playing Near like the obviously the western release of it on the 360 i think yeah um where it, you're like the old guy instead of mm-hmm. the brother um i right. i've, I've kind of dipped my toes into the remaster or remake or whatever you want to call it uh, i haven't gotten too far into it though but i am excited to like get back into it because it, i mean it it feels like autumn near automata but yeah the uh, newest one especially yeah uh near replicant is cool because it's like it feels like those classic PS2 era JRPGs, but it also is definitely an homage to like The Legend of Zelda, and then there's a Final Fantasy VII bit. Like, it's clear that the developer 
Yokotaru like wanted to tell a weird, crazy story, and him and his team also wanted to just tribute good video games they liked. And so it's neat to play that in like as somebody who's played a lot of games. And then okay. of course also I spent a ton of time with Resident Evil Village. Oh my yeah. god, what a title. Oh, oh my gosh, my yeah. Great game. I'm still I need to get back to it and finish my platinum stuff. I've been distracted as we'll talk about, but back to near very briefly, I'm sure y'all can guess uh my experience with that franchise too. Oh, it's absolutely none. Yeah, I mean, I know about 2B or whatever because of Nude Clan back in the day when they reviewed it and their obsession with her, but that's about it. She's a hottie. <laughs> that's about you all should, I know. <laughs> you could definitely play through Automata. Like, that game does things that absolutely, like, mess with player expectation and, like, gameplay tropes. I haven't mm-hmm. finished it yet, but I know a bunch of the, like, big reveals, and I think you would really appreciate it. I got. I need more time. I need Devin to make more money so I can just chill at home, stay at home, and play games. You yes, make a bunch of money on the podcast, bleed into games. Yeah, uh-huh. do it. Yeah, make, get a better PC that can function. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I've got an indie shout out for you too. So okay. there's a Donkey Kong Country, great series, right? So there's a game called Kaze and the Wild Masks okay. that feels pretty much like Donkey Kong Two mechanically. It's not like world design wise it's nothing to write home about but it's got really good levels and it's fun and it's you know visually impressive enough and it's a pretty good little platformer i have only ever played one donkey kong game oh god damn it larry god damn it larry (laughs) (laughs) okay all right i'm I'm sorry guys i'm I'm trying Oh, I've man. also been reading a bunch too. I read. Yeah, Dune. I saw you put that in there, Dune. Uh huh. Is it your Dune first read? Is what? Yeah, I never. I okay. didn't know anything about it. Uh, I did. I'm doing like a little book club with my girlfriend, which is fun. fun. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And so she really loves Star Wars and sci-fi, and so mm-hmm. neither of us know anything about Dune. So we jumped into that, and that's been so much fun. We're gonna do Fight Club next, and then Ooh. maybe the second Dune book. But, yeah, uh, so I read Dune for the first time in 2019. It was right after they announced the movie. Um, so I decided yeah. to read the book first. Uh, I liked it. The first like 300, 400 pages. I have very, not read it. I should get that out there now so nobody spoils it for me. <laughs> it, no, no. It, it's just the first 400 pages, Justin. I'm sure Alex, I'm not sure how far you're in it, but it's all world building. Yeah, pretty much the whole book. Yeah, like except for the last happens. few chapters. Yeah, like nothing happens for like, at least the first quarter, if not half of the book, except right. for setting up the politics of this world. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You okay. could read that in a political sense. You could read it from yeah. an economic angle. Like, there's a it's bunch insane. of stuff. I tried reading the second Dune book, Dune Messiah. I, I didn't care for it. Um, and I, mean, I didn't I care for it enough that I never read any more. But uh, uh, we'll see how far I, I my goal, I guess, is to read the the six like series yeah. or whatever without mm-hmm. the supplemental things. Uh, I hope that movie's good. It looks fantastic. But the way yeah. I've explained Dune is, you know, those videos where the guys like set up all the bricks down a wall and they like domino effect and then they come back around and like click into place. Mm-hmm. That's Dune. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. I can get it. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I don't that. think it would be a good audio book, though, Justin. Not for a first time. God damn it. That's how that's Maybe. how I consume my books, Larry. I know. I was, I, I was like, I was actually, it's been a long time since I've done it, but when I read Dune, I was actually highlighting stuff to like yeah. flip back through. 
See, she did a bunch of like note taking and stuff, and I yeah. I don't like writing in books nine times out of ten, so I just yeah. read it. I bought a second copy so I could do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I agree. I bought I, her I a fancy copy specifically one. to like commemorate our first little book that we read. So she's awesome. got one with like gold leafing and such. It's Have cool. you read Fight Club? No, I watched the movie for the first time like maybe three months ago. Whoa! Wow. I knew I knew that it wasn't actually about a Fight Club, but I didn't know what that entailed, and it was really neat. That's oh my gosh! I'm jealous. You got to experience it the first time. I yeah. feel that Fight Club is one of the few instances where the book is better. Sorry, where the film is better than the book. But the book that's is what so Joe says. Very good. Hmm. I, I I highly recommend, it and I'm I'm excited yeah. to hear your thoughts on it. So I'm getting back into reading, which is fun, and I I've been like picking up a bunch of shit at like bookstores. So I have like a couple near books. I have a bunch of Evangelion light novels, uh, some Godzilla comics, like. I don't know. I like books. Books are cool. <laughs> oh, that's after just moving. I can tell you the majority of the weight of our move came from boxes and boxes of books. Yep. That we no books longer have bookshelves to store on. <laughs> yeah, that's something I'm steadily like purchasing here for myself as a couple shelves because yeah. all my stuff is still in storage. I feel that. All right. Anything else before we move on to Justin? That pretty much does it as far as like the interesting things that people might see as recommendations. All right, so Dark Souls Master Justin, uh, what's been up with you? Oh, you know, just fucking destroying Dark Souls, apparently. Beating <laughs> uh, uh, Abyss Walkers on your second try? Third try. You're such a bastard. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, Larry. I really wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, no, I want to give you props okay. where it's due. I want to give props where they, they need to be given. Okay. I'll take it. I'll you can talk it. about your positives with Dark Souls before I get to my negatives. <laughs> okay, well. Just wait till you meet the dancer of the Boreal Valley. Oh, oh we've already met her. <laughs> that chick will fuck you up quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we tried to fight her right after. I think, Larry, you tried to fight her before I fought Vort? her before Vort because when Justin was playing Dark Souls 2 on stream, out, me and Devin were in chat harassing him, like, kill the old ladies, kill the old ladies, so he wouldn't do it. So I came across this old lady, and I was like, I'll show you, Justin. Killed her triggered that fight and proceeded to just get one shot oh yeah three seconds you know what i will say uh so i I fought her after vort i i think i got like one hit in and then i got destroyed i i'm gonna say this now but i think i could take her i think i'm gonna go back when i stream you beat abyss walkers in your third try i'm sure you can do you yeah. want to hear a cool piece of trivia about that particular fight? Absolutely. Sure. So most if of the bosses. If it's a cheese, please tell me. <laughs> uh, well, kind. Once you realize it, it might help you mentally. But most of the bosses, up to that point, fight in a four-four time signature, and I'm pretty certain the dancer fights at like a three-four. Like the rhythm is slightly different on purpose. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean that's not really going to cool help me. Video but, out there about yeah. it. Um, there's been a lot of videos on Dark Souls as I have found oh yeah, this. Yeah. I've tried um, to motivate myself to play this goddamn game. <laughs> it's what? so cool. I love Dark Souls. <laughs> you know what? I I mean, I told Larry this. Uh, playing the first Dark Souls for the first time earlier this year, or mm. when, when the fuck was it? This year or last year? Oh, it was this year. I buddy. don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah um, I think it was. Uh, that was like an enlightening experience for me, and I loved it. And I, I found while trying to play two, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I only played it for like few hours once on stream but dark souls 3 man it's getting it's got me right back in it's got its hooks in me i mm-hmm. it's all i want to do is play it um i'm trying to think where i got i got through the catacombs and that boss fight which was like you beat the skeleton with the rings 
which was like the easiest i don't think i oh yeah i think i took maybe one hit because i didn't Again, realize yeah, something did damage to know, me yeah and I then I, I, killed I didn't watch you but i have this list that something my friend steven gave me of <laughs> dip boss difficulty so like like when i walk into a fight and see the name i can kind of like get mentally psyched, up <laughs> or psyched out and i know that that boss is on the lower end of oh the that was by far easier than the deacons Mm-hmm. like destroyed like bog witch or whatever the bog witch i'm trying to remember the bog witch with the purple spells oh the the sage, sage? Uh, crystal, crystal sage? sage yeah maybe superior. i'm thinking of dark souls one the one that like disappears or maybe i'm thinking of bloodborne i don't know they all kind of well, disappears in the ground and uses ice attacks no i'm thinking of bloodborne for sure oh, okay because okay. she summons those like weird mushroom monster looking things and that oh yeah bloodborne. we haven't seen that yet oh, okay yeah, yeah no um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm having a great time with uh, Dark Souls 3. Mm. I think I'm about to fight Pontiff. Um, I think I stopped right before him. I came across a nightmare-inducing creature called the Sewer Centipede, which uh, terrified me. But other than that, I got a list here. Um, what have I been playing? Uh, so I've been slowly continuing through Mass Effect 2. I'm really just kind of picking through that. Um same with Biomutant. I'm kind of taking my time with it. Uh, I haven't really had a ton of time. So I've just kind of been like kicking around. It's pretty fun so far. And then uh, today, actually, I I entered in a chance to gain access to a beta like last year for this indie game called Corpse Mansion. Um, and I, I, I don't know if uh, either of you have played any of the games in like the RPG Maker yeah okay so so it's it's basically like like mad father or like i think it's called like the witch's house um but it's basically like that mixed with resident evil so it's like like it it basically looks like a super nintendo top-down resident evil uh it's okay it's crushingly difficult um and it doesn't really give you a chance to kind of get wrap your head around how the game works before it kind of just tosses you in so we'll see if i keep playing it i'm not sure but uh yeah that that's it for me for games and for movies and shows and stuff it's even shorter um i started watching attack on titan again um i I, i've only ever seen the first season so i restarted it and uh i'm hoping to watch all four question mark seasons is that what they're at four now give or take sure. i think it's finished now though which is exciting oh, okay so oh, okay that's perfect that gives me that's like when i like to watch stuff is when yep. i can just kind of like binge it all um mm-hmm. and then uh i also watched uh finally spiral last night spiral <laughs> from the right. book of saw Woo. um looking forward to that which we'll be reviewing next week on the podcast with yes Rachel and i know it's it's really hard not to talk about <laughs> um so I'm going to stop there because if I keep going, I'm just going to want to talk about say, Spiral. I'll just say, to save you from spoilers, Justin has a big smile across his face. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had very low expectations going to that movie and uh, some things happened. So anyways, but 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 uh, that's really it for me. I've been kind of a little busy this week, so I haven't really been to too much, but I'm hoping to finish Dark Souls in the next like two weeks, hopefully, depending on how much eh. time I can put into it. 
<laughs> we'll see. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I will say I, I you're better at this stuff than I am, so maybe. But you God. can't get that far ahead of me, and you're like two bosses ahead of me. So you got I'm one boss. I'm one boss ahead of you because I, I haven't. Let's just say I've spent hundreds upon hundreds of hours in the entire franchise, including Bloodborne. Okay. I've never finished any of these games. Okay, I, I did finish Dark Souls one very quickly. Um, yeah, you did. Uh, and then this one, I have an average of one death a boss. I think there's been one boss that's killed me I more than once. You so much. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, people get it. Some people. And that it. person is me. I get I'm it. So excited <laughs> to punish Justin and uh, the film end. I want to find some artistic, painful. Things uh, I actually have some life. ideas there for you. I don't that, want uh, your ideas, oh, okay, boy. Right. You've got me two. You got two Souls board game in one season. Yeah, you gotta do crowd control Dark Souls once this is getting going. And then people can pay to like kill you outright. Oh no. Okay. Hilarious. Oh. It's a stream thing. Oh, get you know a, what? I'm going to. <laughs> um I I have talked to Larry about uh, Bloodborne, but uh, we'll talk about that more behind it's the scenes. It's so up your guys' alley. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that so, game is so cool. So it started out the whole blood the, like the Soulsborne stuff started with me wanting to do Bloodborne. But then I figured, okay, well, I know Larry likes to play stuff in order, so let's just go play the first one. And then we heard the second one sucked, so we didn't even like touch it. We heard uh, the second one was unnecessarily brutal with the health bar situation. Yes. And they said that I would just end yeah. up quitting. Okay. Uh, Dark Souls 2 is definitely the one that, like, once you're so inundated with this franchise that you have to get more somewhere, usually you'll turn to Bloodborne 2 as, like, all right, well... I haven't done this. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, me and Larry are going to talk about Bloodborne. Uh, oh, something. No, probably not. I'll probably just end up playing it. But yeah, you know, we talked about I, in the last message which we had. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to be the uh, center of stress in your life. So no. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, Larry. What about you? What have you been up to? How's Dark Speaking Souls? Of- Speaking of stress, uh, yesterday when I was driving into work at six o'clock in the morning, I uh, turned. Oh, there's like a blind turn on this Riverside Drive I go on, and I killed Bambi. Uh, my truck was like the front end was pretty banged up, but I was able to drive it home. And then when I got it here, uh, it was like leaking fluid out the front, so I had to get it towed. And I was supposed to find out today by one o'clock what's going on with it. And so I called him, and like we'll tell you by tomorrow morning. So now I don't know. I have no car. It's it sucks. I don't like if I feel very naked. I feel very alone, especially out here in the boondocks. Um, Did you eat the deer? The deer's dead. The, I, I, did I you, dro- did you I, eat it? No. Uh, people keep asking me that. I drug it off the side of the road. Um, cause I didn't want to get hit anymore or messing about Lost opportunities. Day up, but <sighs> yeah, so that kind of threw me off kilter, but game wise, destiny two, I'm trying to run three runs of death of a vault of glass raid every weekend, trying to get the mythic drop. Goddamn. I got all three of my tunes up to a three twenty, So 1320. So they're all able to run the raid. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> Yeah. Do you like listen to podcasts while you do that, or do you specifically play Destiny? Oh, when I'm raiding, I'm with my like we're in a fire team chat of like six people. When at least I'm you grinding, have people like to, oh yeah yeah. I mean, at least it's a social thing. Uh, yeah. Destiny's fine. It's just it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, when I'm playing by myself, I'll turn the volume all the way down and listen to podcasts or audiobooks or whatever. But when the yeah. raids are going on, it's like hanging out with friends. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. It's and a social it, thing. It was really helpful during quarantine last year. I bet. Mm-hmm. That was when I really dove in the Destiny. Uh, I finally finished Bravely Default 2. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah, I did not beat the super bosses. Um, I was trying to before I took on the final boss, but my team was like level 85 and had all their jobs maxed out. And it it's just... It's too much. It's too meticulous, and I just didn't have the patience for it, and I wanted to move on. So I think I had like 65 hours in it, but I liked it. It still has that weird, bravely default, strange ending. Have you guys ever beaten a bravely default game? I have no, not. No, but I love classic Final Fantasy, so I have a feeling I'll be down this rabbit hole one day. Uh, Yeah, so the feel is that, but the games are weird. Like, for example, like, I need to tell you how like how one of the end, how the end of Bravely Second happens. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess spoiler warning for those yeah. who plan on playing Bravely Second. The game yeah, acts like it's deleting your save file. Oh, it's one of those. Mm. Yeah. And in this one, it does some. It does something else that's kind of weird with the menuing and trying to figure out like, what goes next. So it's just different. And it's and in a world where so many of these games kind of feel like cookie cutter, that was cool. The story is very dull, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls 3 sucks. <laughs> How, did you did you uh where where are you where bits are you uh last time i played is when i beat deacon okay um but that same day i took on uh abyss walkers i was getting my ass kicked finally beat it was celebrating and then he re-arose and I, literally, <laughs> and I literally felt part of me die yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I was there for that part. <laughs> sick. You should play Sekiro once Steve- you guys get there. Oh, my God. And then my uh, good friend, Steven, um, we were together in lab. He's like, I'll come in and help you. And he beat him on his first try. I love how you say he beat him. Oh, he did. It wasn't me. <laughs> I stayed away. I, my, my biggest fear is that I would die and ruin it. So I just stayed away and let him do the work. Oh, man. I oh, I guess game. I have a character in Dark Souls 3. You I don't are know welcome. What level it is or whatever. <laughs> so the rule I've put, I've put in place for myself to kind of alleviate my anxiety is that I will take on any boss 15 to 20 times. If I feel like I can get it, I'll keep pushing on it. But if I feel like I'm just banging my head against the wall to continue this going forward... Justin is gracious enough to let me call someone in to, to save me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to do okay. what you got to do to enjoy these games. Because my, my whole point is not to, like, <laughs> make you mad and, like, well, again, be is, the center like, of your stress. There right? There are like, times when I do enjoy it. So, for example, like, after I beat Abyss Walkers and went to go fight Crystal Sage and the Deacons, like, I was not having a bad time, especially the Deacons part. I found that kind of fun, like unlocking the secret areas, getting more paths yeah. back to the cathedral. Like, that was all fun. Like, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. My problem is when you get stuck on a boss and the boss is far away, and to get to the boss, it's a pain in the ass, like that one with like the, the graveyard or whatever, to get to Abyss Walkers. Yeah. And just, again, that's it was the first time in a Dark Souls game there was like a whole second phase of a boss for me. Like, that hadn't happened yet. And it literally felt like someone was stabbing me in the heart. It won't be the last. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about this game in particular, but it won't be the last in the genre as a whole. (laughs) And on that same note, so since I finished Bravely Default, I decided to obviously get a new Switch game. I was kind of torn between Shimagama Tensei, Nocturne, or Pokemon Snap. Um, I was trying to get a hold of Justin because I didn't know if a Platinum was doable for Tensei. 
Oh, God, no. Uh, so I went with Pokemon Snap, and I'm not sure if it's because my anxiety is high from moving and everything else, but, like, that game's, like, stressing me out. Because like, I'm Pokemon trying to Snap take, is? Yeah, because I'm trying to take all the pictures, and I see a Pokemon run away, and I run to go take a picture of that, that I miss something else. So I, I think I'm just stressed. I think I need, I think <laughs> I need a massage. I think there I need to go. take some deep breaths, but it's cute. It's adorable. It's it's so cute. The game is adorable, and uh, it's been fun. I've, I'm only like been playing it for like four or five hours, but I can see myself really enjoying it after I so uh, Dark Souls three and not have stress in my life anymore. Uh, Larry, I, I did look up what you need to get the platinum in uh, SMT Nocturne. Yeah, and one of the things is you have to view all the endings, and there are six endings. Okay, so I'll get it on I'll get it on the switch then. Yeah, yeah. I bought Nocturne, but I haven't fired it up yet. Yeah, I fired I never, it up. I never it's, played it's, one before, but I watched this critical, like this YouTube essay, saying that it's uh, Final Fantasy meets Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Shoutouts to Super Butterbuds. She has incredible Persona Shin Megami Tensei like essays. Oh, okay. and the one that she has on Nocturne is like super funny. And, oh, I, and I actually remember asking Justin about it, and he's like, it's one of my favorite franchises. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I'm excited to play it. I'll probably pick it up for Switch after I beat Snap then. It is adults RPG because it's hard. I, oh, I, it I, is that's crushingly what they said. They said difficult. It was, it was like Final Fantasy and Pokemon on crack. Yeah. Uh, as far as moving TVs, I watched The Amusement Park. Um, we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. Uh, I've watched Rosemary's Baby and Repulsion, both films by Roman Polanski. I'm I've really never honest. seen Rosemary's Baby. You wouldn't want, you don't want to. I don't, or do I do? I'll give a quick spoiler. You, you don't. Okay. You don't <laughs> want to. Okay. There is a reason, because unlike you, I like try to shield you, protect you from the bad in the world. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Here we go. <laughs> uh, it's two and a half hours. Oh, okay. It's about Lovely. 30 minutes of stuff that you would enjoy. Okay. Thank you. Yes. yes. Hey, Larry, uh, I, I want to do the same for you. Dark Souls 3 is hard. Just heads up. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going on Zombie Girls uh, this Sunday, and we're reviewing both those movies. Oh, nice. And then, kind of out of nowhere, because uh, we got Amazon Prime again when we moved, just to help us get some stuff quickly when we were doing through the, throughout the move, uh, How I Met Your Mother is all oh. on... Amazon Prime, and I'm on season two, and I forgot how much I love that show. It's, it's been a long time on since Amazon I've seen Prime that. Invincible, that cartoon. People keep telling cool. me that I need to watch that. People keep telling me how great that is, and I have not. I watched, watched it, it in like two days and thought it was really neat. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I need to get into that. Um, as far as books, I have like ten hours left in the final book on the Inheritance Cycle from Christopher Polini. Cool. Uh, I have two hours left of my Sweet Audrina, the VC Andrews book. Also, oh, has it taken a turn yet? Yes. Okay. Mm. You were waiting for that turn. Yeah. So, so okay. Alex, it's you know what VC, you know who VC Andrews is. She wrote Flowers in the Attic. It's probably her most famous book. But the brother and sister who hook up. I think this is the one that Rachel was talking about, like really scarred her as a teen or yeah. something. That's like super horny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Yes. Um, right. So it's like a 13-hour audiobook, and I would say the first nine hours is dull, like Victorian drama dull, and then all this, uh, but with, with a lot of hints. Yeah. And I would say the last two hours, and I have two hours left, have just been disgusting revelation after disgusting revelation, and it's is just that like, the Audrina or is that the other one? Audrina. No. Oh, cool. And it follows what I remember 
Flowers in the Attic. Because Flowers in the Attic, like, the mom moves into the house with her mom, and she's feeding the kids poison donuts, and, like, one of the kids dies, the brother rapes his sister, it's, it's a whole thing. Ugh. Yeah. And I thought that was the worst, but this is... The sanctity of the donut has been ruined. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is touching some crazy, crazy things. Uh, huh. Whew. Rachel, we're, I don't know how long Sunday is going to last our recording with her. It, it, it could take forever. But It'll I, be the first like 12-hour recording. I know, with me and the zombie girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the last thing I kind of have to say is um, I've also been checking out some new used game shops here in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually cool. going to go ask for a job, a part-time job on the weekends today. Hey, why not? But without the truck. Uh, I'm not going to go ask for a job. I can't get there. Remote work. I uh, I picked up this cute Nidoking plush. Oh, cool. I would love to love see Nidoking. it, but we can't. I know my camera's all messed up, but Nidoking's my favorite Pokemon. Like Mewtwo is like my favorite, but I feel like that's like too easy. But my favorite Pokemon, my first um, holographic was Nidoking. I still have that holographic. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a Nita King plush before, so I was... Nita King's super cool. I, I would love to have, like, a, a sweet statue of that guy. He's just a cool monster. I know. Um, I've been looking around online. One of the statues I've seen I really want to get my hands on is uh, Nidorino fighting Gengar from oh. the opening credits of Red, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And so they're, like, in battle poses, like, across from each other. It's very, very cool. It's something I've been wanting to get for a while. That is sick. I love that idea a lot. Yeah, it's... Pokemon, I think, is very similar for me. What Dragon Quest is, how you described it earlier. You slap Pokemon on something, I'll buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I I definitely have a lot of nostalgic and like connections to Pokemon. My sister, we used to connect through Pokemon. Mm-hmm. My grandpa got me a Charizard card when I was really really little, and that's that so was like cool. a big deal. Yeah. And so that's my favorite Pokemon is Charizard, but Nidoking's like at least in the top 10. He's yeah, really I, cool. I, I love Pokemon so much. Okay, some show notes. We've been talking a while. Let's try to get things moving. So I told mm-hmm. about this last week. Uh, the patrons have selected the two crappy kaiju movies. Damn it. <laughs> okay. They could have picked Godzilla and Son. That was your choice, Alex. <laughs> Thanks, Killing, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Velocipaster, Arachnaquake, Tammy and the T Shark and the T Rex, or Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Oh God, what a spread! The oh, two movies me. that will be battling it out for the next two weeks over on Twitter, starting Tuesday, so the day after you hear this podcast, are Tammy and the T Rex, the uncut version that was nominated by Rachel Chateau. And Arachnaquake, which was nominated oh, no. by Mr. Seagram, oh, who has been heavily campaigning for that one to, to make the top two. God damn it. Oh, no. So, Justin, we will be reviewing one of the Arachnaquake, probably. Great. I don't know, dude. Tammy and the T-Rex is something. I've never seen it, so hopefully it is that one because... I think I've watched that one. That one's bad. I mean, I'm assuming they're both bad, but it's God. God it's like, like Denise Richards' first movie as Paul Walker in it. It's they're not even B movies. They're like no. F movies. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I wanted right. Godzilla and Son because it had Godzuki. It was a little yeah. bit spooky because it had the giant spider in it. 
Yeah. Um, I used to watch that one when I was really, really little. Me too. And so I, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Me too. But yeah. it's not a good Godzilla film. And I could have swallowed Thanks Killing just because it's so obnoxious. But uh, Yeah. You guys didn't do Shin Godzilla, right? That is one of the ones we're holding on to if I can't beat Dark Souls. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> and if not, Justin needs really to watch really cool. it regardless because it's oh, fantastic. Oh, um, before we get any further, um, I can't say what yet. But we are adding a week into our show. Uh, we oh. just found out today. Uh, I can't say what. Um, Alex will. I'll tell. I'll tell you when we're done recording. Um, <laughs> Sweet. But uh, such a tease, Justin. I know. Well, we can. You will not find out basically until it drops what it is. Wow. Uh, I think. Let me see. One, two, three, four days before it drops, you won't find out what it is. Um, How rude. Hey, I you know what I'm really looking. Oh, when I got when we got that email, I was very excited. <laughs> but anyways, we we are adding a week into it. There's gonna be a movie. That's all I'll say. Okay, go ahead, Larry. <laughs> well, perfect. No, uh, that's that, that is all the things that happened. Again, just since especially for me, like Dark Souls sucks. I hate it. <laughs> but having people in chat just being it, kind it, or talking or even <laughs> teasing me helps so much. So. We're doing this for y'all and for Justin making a, a terrible deal with the devil. Hey, um, it's worked. It, it, I, like, I, I mean, I'm there with you. Like, yes. No, you're not. You beat that thing in three <laughs> okay, tries. But, here, but here's the thing. Like, yes, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to like brag, but I'm, I'm having an easier time with it, but I, it's still like, if nobody's there, it's still a drag, <laughs> you know? Like, that's why like the first yeah. like five minutes are always like, oh yeah, okay. I am very lucky that I at least have three to five people always there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, they're always mean. (laughs) Well, so that's (laughs) the thing is like, (laughs) but they are there consistently after like five minutes. That's kind of when everybody shows up and it's, and uh, we, we have like the usuals that always show up for both of ours and they're (laughs) very mean and funny, (laughs) but uh, yeah, the rest of you guys should come and check it out because we're doing it a lot. And, I mean, come suffer with us or make fun of us suffering. I just wanted twitch.tv slash here's Johnny podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Alex. That's Alex the is, one. Alex is better. That's where you want to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so that's all I have for show notes. So if you guys okay. are ready, I do have a movie review. So Justin, play that music and let's get into it. No spoilers. Yeah, and I'll fix it next week so you can actually hear me. This just in, I repeat, this just in, we have some breaking reviews and we now take you live to our correspondents on the ground, Larry and Justin. Boys, what can you tell us? Justin, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> dude, Alex, I asked him to get a breaking news sound last week because I reached out to Shudder and got some more movies and he uh-huh. rolled in with that. That's fun. Yeah, right? You, cool. you gotta have fun with talented. it. Justin is so You gotta talented. have fun with he it. He always catches me off guard. <laughs> But yes, the amusement park. Uh, have you guys ever heard of this before? I negative. No, I've heard of uh, of amusement parks, but not the okay. movie amusement park. So this. Oh, I've been to one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Shutter exclusive. It will be releasing to Shutter on June eighth, so next Tuesday. So you guys don't talk about what we're about to talk about because I'm not supposed to break street date on it, but whatever, it's fine. This won't come out until sure. Monday. Will be good. Um, the press release is. 
Recently discovered and restored in 4K, 46 years after its completion by the George A. Romero Foundation, the film stars Martin's Lincoln Mazel as an elderly man who finds himself disoriented and increasingly isolated as the pains, tragedies, and humiliations of aging in America are manifested through roller coasters and chaotic crowds. Um, cool. Yes. So, it, wait, this was George A. Romero's, like, lost movie? Yeah. I didn't realize that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm, I am much more interested now. Yes, it that is de- so cool. It it feels very much like Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, hmm. and I didn't know what to expect. It's only like fifty three minutes long, which obviously is a really easy pill to swallow in a world of today where everything has to be two hours plus. It seems like. Um. However, it's heavy. Um. In that little teaser that Shutter released for it, it talks about how the movie focuses on aging in America. It really does, in a really grim kind of light, like about how society hmm. throws people away. It, um, Romero, obviously, we t- discussed this during our review of Night of the Living Dead. He was very progressive for his time in representation of minority communities and disabled communities. And the film starts off talking about the majority of the people who you see in this. They're all volunteers. And a lot of them come from like public housing or off the street. Like they're like actual people who are suffering from the problems the movie discusses. And so, with all that being said, I want to make it incredibly clear that this is a heavy movie. Like, and it's not your normal horror kind of thing, right? It's definitely more of a exploration through these rides and through. For an example, is there's a bumper car ride right Mm -hmm. and this older woman hits a younger guy and it kind of starts this whole conversation about how old people shouldn't drive how old women drivers are even worse the cops not side it's it's just dark and it's grim and it's heavy (laughs) um especially because like i said movie starts off telling you that the people you're seeing are all like volunteers and disenfranchised people so like it's just really, really, really heavy. Um, so for that, I gave it a watch it when you can. Okay. Hmm. And it's not because I didn't like it. It's just because in a world today where obviously we don't have, you know, Trump daddy around anymore, but we still have a lot of dark things going on in America and a lot of like things that can get you down, realizing how... This movie's 46 years old, and you can still see a lot of truths about how our society treats the elderly. Um, it's really sad, especially because like, we're going to be there one day. Like, Yeah, we might be in our early 30s right now, but time is something we cannot escape. And it's really sad to know that nothing really has changed in 50 years. So what's going to change in the next 50 for us? And I don't know. Is there any questions? I, I am curious because, I mean, obviously, it's uh, Romero's work. Mm-hmm. Like, does it, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like the other movies we know. It's not at all. Yeah. It is not at all. It is much more a political criticism movie. And it's very interesting that he uses a amusement park as the venue to kind of hit on these big issues. Interesting. So is it like... I mean, this is going to 
sound kind of crappy, but like to break it down, is it like quote unquote scary? Like it not because of everything still going on, but is it like remember how when we reviewed Godzilla or King Kong and I gave it a high scary rating? Yeah. Not because the movie itself is scary, but because of the feelings it invokes and the and the ideas yeah, that yeah. your mind working on. Yeah. It's that. Okay. It's not the conjuring. Like you're not gonna jump, you're not gonna feel tense. It's more like you're watching this and that's why I said watch when you can just because this this just existential dread just grows for that entire 50-minute runtime where you're just like, oh, my God. So One of those things that plants a seed and then just grows this, like, gross, grotesque tree in your heart. Exactly. I watched it last night, and honestly, today, when I was doing a lot of cell cultures, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I didn't even listen to my audiobooks or podcasts because it was just, like, on my hmm. mind, just chewing on it. Wow. Which, again, if you're in a good enough place to watch it, that's one thing. But, like, right. if you're not trying to dive into another fucking problem we have <laughs> maybe wait for a, a happy sunny day to, to, to watch that one so is there like because obviously this film was like lost mm-hmm. for a very long time is there like a complete story there like There's is, a complete is there story it okay. is definitely again it's very avant-garde it's, a, it's an yeah. indie film right and it feels like it mm-hmm. um got a lot of heavy cuts where they obviously try to piece stuff together but you do get the complete story. There's like nothing mm-hmm. missing. There's not like gaps or anything. It's just heavily edited. Yeah. And again, it's also an indie film, so it's really avant-garde in the way it approaches storytelling. For okay. film history's sake, and I get like this when it comes to whenever we discover like games that we thought that were lost, or mm-hmm. a publisher has taken that and then republished it like an old classic or something. Like perpetuating the mediums that we love in this sort of fashion, I think is something that should always be celebrated. Yeah. Especially when it's done right. And it seems like, based on what you're telling us, that this has been done right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was, like I said, it was done by the George A. Romero Foundation. So they have a vested interest mm-hmm. in making sure that his work is upheld to the full standard that it should be. And, but no, Alex, I totally agree with you. It's one of the reasons why I think emulation doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people, especially right. in a world where there are a lot of publishers who let these IPs die. But there are these fans out there who will take the ROMs, right, and clean them up and polish them and send them back out with love and, a, and something that we didn't expect to ever see and new audiences can get to it. It's why yep. I really love Toys for Bob and I'm kind of sad to hear what happened to their department. Like, they really took a lot of care to some of these old classic PS1 games and now they're being shoved to work on fucking Call of Duty, so... I have been a big proponent of reprints, emulation, digital distribution, pretty much ever since I got into games media, and I even wrote an essay on it in that SNES Omnibus book that you can find. Cool. So in the back of the book, there's an essay about me just being like, yo, emulation rips. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I think stealing games or pirating brand new games, that's one thing, but if you can't find it anywhere else, or for example, when I was at that used shop, I was talking about Dino Crisis 2 is they had a, a copy of it with a cracked case, but it had the manual on it. It was going for $175. Holy right. fuck. And I want to play You can buy that. it digitally on PS3 for like six bucks. Yeah, and I, I want to play that game, but but the PS3 store is going away. Not That's anymore. Fun. Not anymore. They oh. have gone... They have walked that... They walked that back like yeah. a week or two after they announced that. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I, I think they are closing PSP sales... Yeah, so PSP... On the PSC... Something, either way, yeah. like PSP... One of the stores is closing. For now. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to hear that because that was something that really yeah. stressed me out because well, PS4 doesn't have access to a lot of those... Like, Silent Hill would have been... I know! Like so, well, <laughs> Tony. so, for example, like, I mean, th- th- thankfully, uh, one of our friends and listeners, Chris... 
mm-hmm. um, sent us a copy of Eternal Darkness uh, for the GameCube. Hard to find game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. So I was looking, okay, so if I want to find another game that's in good enough condition that I like trust to buy it, it's like 80 or $90. Yeah, and Justin yep. knows from experience, like I will not buy a game without either seeing it myself yeah. or having someone who I trust go and look at it. Yeah. Because I, I collect. Right. Like, and that's kind of I hard for too. me now this moving because we have less space because we're trying to downsize the save money, whatever. But like I, all my games are kind of stored away, which is hard because I'm usually used to looking over and seeing my beautiful collections. And right now they're they're all in boxes and it makes me sad. Yep. A lot of mine are too, but I have a very small section of like my Switch and a few PS4 titles Same here, sitting on a little tiny shelf. Me too. And I'm like, it's close. And, <laughs> so close. And but like, like like you said, and I think that I think that's the reason. It was the reason why this stuck out to me. I mean, obviously Romero, but I think it's really important that we do these with films. We go back and finish them and look at them and like appreciate. Because like I think Romero, we talked about this when we reviewed Night of the Living Dead. We talked about this when we had um, Allison on uh, in 2019 because she interviewed Romero. It just how progressive he was in a, in a, in a space, in a time, in a genre that really denigrated African-Americans or minorities or older people. Like it's just, it's very impressive to me that he did so much good work. Um, Mm -hmm. and in a world where you have, like I said, we're, we're doing the Polanski movies on zombie girls because we're going to talk about how shitty Polanski is as a human being. Right. We also need to talk about the good people. And I think that Romero is one of those in the horror community. So it was it was cool to go back and see one of his earlier works. Cool. But, but again, watch it when you can because if you are if you are in a sad mindset and you pop this in, uh, <laughs> it's only going to add to that. Uh, I'll wrap it up. Thank you to the team over at AMC Networks for giving me the screener. Um, I really really appreciate it. Head on over the shutter on June eighth and watch it for yourself. That is all I have. Justin has nothing. I checked twice. So, Alex, it's time to talk about what you're here for. Justin, hit that music, and let's review our first anime. One of my favorite things that I think you two, this was another easy statement to make, uh, you two definitely have a much more broad knowledge of animes. Mine was Death I don't Note. think mine is much more than yours. Really? Because like mine yeah. is like Death Note, SAO, mm-hmm. Full Metal Alchemist, and this is the only other full Dude, anime I've watched. I think through. you've watched more than me because I have Death Note, this, and like the first season of Attack on Titan, and some oh, okay. of uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Well, when you, have a little bit you guys have picked pretty good shows, though, to watch, to be fair. Fullmetal Alchemist is one of my favorite things ever conceived. Yeah, my, my good friend, Zach Graham, uh, it's one of his, too. He has a tattoo, actually, of it. But <laughs> I was just going to say, of the ones I've watched, the yeah. opening credit music is always just like... Like, I don't skip it. Mm-hmm. Like, in Death Note in particular, in all those episodes, I always listen to it the whole way through, because it is so uh, good. Interesting. Good. Okay. Okay. Anime well, openings and endings. There's some good ones. So we'll uh, talk about that in audio. Okay, but yeah, I, yeah. that has always just been something for me. Um, the first question is Alex. Yes. We're in Kaiju. I know because we talked about it. You're a fan of Godzilla and the MonsterVerse. Oh yeah. You 
went to the, like one of the highest tiers of our Patreon and you donated, and we were so grateful. Why did you pick an anime, and why did you pick Blood Sea as the it could have it could have been the uh, sequel to Godzilla ninety eight, the like Fox cartoon. That's actually oh, good. Well, I enjoy. I that. have. I just found my DVD of that. <laughs> I actually. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. Justin, we already talked. We both like Godzilla '98. At least. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm down for I Godzilla. Do <laughs> like yeah. it is a good movie. It's, I don't care what anybody it's says. Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. They, they, well, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's, that's can't ask for more. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I was listening to your guys's, like, I don't know, one of the kaiju season episodes, and I'm like, I, I don't know if they've covered a kaiju thing that's actually scary like truly no. legitimately no. terrifying aside from i mean you guys count arachnophobia i wouldn't necessarily <laughs> throw that in kaiju or tokusatsu but that's your decision <laughs> so i was like what is like the scariest kaiju thing i could think of and i thought about you know shin godzilla being one oh, so and good. then maybe even neon genesis evangelion having elements of that and i highly recommend you guys check that out eventually but blood sea horrified me the first time i saw clips from it and the reason that i think that it really sticks out for me is because it's one of the first anime i saw or any show for that matter where the monsters are truly just terrifying Mm -hmm. and they feel like creatures that are specifically there to kill and to eat and to maim and these are the sort of things that i think that you guys would find interesting being that you all are into horror and monsters and the fact that you hadn't done an anime, I thought, why not throw you over the deep end and show you some of the most <laughs> fucked up shit in the genre? Because <laughs> this is a huge warning for anybody who's even remotely interested in Blood Sea. If you're watching the uncensored version of this show, yeah, it is one of the most violent anime oh, I've ever seen in my life. Brutal. It took me off guard. I, will, I won't lie to you. Yes. It, it really did catch me off guard. Yes, it is extreme gore it is nasty gore and we'll talk about it in um, plot but for a while it had me feeling a kind of way a lot too yeah yeah it's it's crazy like i had nightmares about this show um i guess the the origin of this is i was at otakon one of the bigger anime conventions on the east coast mm-hmm. and so i was at this convention in baltimore and i like met the green power ranger and it was like the first like, oh, you did? Anime convention. I was, yeah, I've got a signature on one of my tapes. My, uh, cool. quick, quick side note. My, um, good friend, Roman, he's a professional bodybuilder. He, yeah. uh, worked out with and used to supply the supplements to the Green Ranger. He has Sick. a bunch of pictures and he has the, uh, the flute, the sword, you know, where he used to call in the yeah. Green Ranger's word. He has that signed by him. The way, is, I'm trying to remember. Okay, no. That's Jason David Frank's the guy. Yeah, okay. I, I have his first, JDF. like... For some reason, I wanted I to think. say Aust, Austin St. John, but I think that's the Red Ranger. It that's is. the Red Ranger. Yeah. And then Johnny on Bosch, I think, who's a famous voice actor and was another Ranger, too, at one point. But, so, I have, like, it, the original VHS that I watched Power Rangers on. The, the like, Green with Evil series. No, no, the, like, series. Okay. There's a five-tape run of the Green with Evil episodes that's Tommy's, like, origin story yeah. in Becoming the White Ranger. And so I had the first one of those left over from that ancient collection, and I have, you know, that signed, and that was super cool. That's awesome. But so we went to that as, like, one of the major events, and then we went to this panel called, like, Anime's Craziest Deaths, which is a bizarre experience because I walked into the the viewing room, you know, big, lots of chairs, screen on the wall, guy on a mic. He throws up an animated version of Passion of the Christ, 
There you go. <laughs> that's like super violent and gory. And like the entire room is silent. There's like 400 people in this room just awkward and weirded out. And so he proceeds to like present these weird, funny graphic deaths in anime and blood seed like several scenes was shown of that. And it, it disturbed me to the point that I had nightmares over I, the next coming weeks. I have a question about, I don't, I mean, obviously it was a while ago, so I don't know if you remember the blood sea scenes that were in it. Was the like bunny blood bag blender? Partially. Thing? Okay. God, it was a that little bit of that. And that then also the me. wishbone scene. The wishbone oh. scene is horrendous. <laughs> God. Yeah. You know the one. Yeah. yeah. So it was bits of that. It was like the one where uh, the the father like bites the teacher and she falls over and her okay. boob falls out. Like that was another one. And they're like, ha random boob. <laughs> yeah. We'll <laughs> talk about it. We'll talk about it. It was a weird, weird experience. So that's how I was introduced to this show. And then I looked it up and like watched it. And I had crap internet at my dad's house, so I would, like, download an episode, watch one or two. And so over the course of, like, a week or two, I was watching this show. And it just – it it's made such an impact on me. And it's so, like, short that it quickly became one of my favorites. And I was already familiar with the Blood Plus anime, which I really liked, and kind of familiar with the Blood movie the last that started vampire. it all. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I believe I've seen. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll have to. It's like, like a 50 it. minute, almost like tonal piece, more than anything else. It's really cool. But so the Blood franchise is basically just that core idea of this is Saya. She wears a school uniform, uses a katana, and kills scary monsters. And so that archetype carries into like the four or five different anime that exist, as well as novels, manga. There's a bunch of stuff that kind of trace back to this. Interesting. Okay. So then on that note, Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit of background? You kind of already got into it, but a little bit of background on the show itself Mm -hmm. uh, and production and all that. So this is a joint effort between two major studios, Production IG, who are the people that put together the original Blood series, and Clamp. And have have either of you ever heard of Clamp? No. They're an all-female group. They're basically, like, some of the top-performing manga artists in the shoujo genre, which is basically, like, created for girls nine times out of ten. Like, shonen is more of a boys thing, so things like Naruto and, uh, like, Dragon Ball Z. Shoujo is more Cardcaptor Sakura, Sailor Moon, those sort of things. Okay, okay, yeah, And yeah. so Clamp is one of those, and they have created like all these different anime and they have a very particular style and so they did the like the plot and the character designs for blood sea this collaboration effort which was 12 episodes in a film and they eventually did stage plays and i'll get into breaking that down later (laughs) but uh so this is basically like two studios coming together and trying to make like an anime event and it didn't really work but it definitely has its fans. But it wasn't the, the like bombastic thing I think they wanted it to be. And so Clamp is really interesting because not only is it like an all female group, but there's like all these weird like stories you can find from them because they've been doing this for like fifty years or something. <laughs> and all of their st- like a big portion of their stories are in this shared universe, and Bloodsea connects to that, albeit kind of slightly. Okay, interesting. Do you know? Um... Like sales numbers, viewership numbers when it released or anything? 
So the anime came out in like 2010, 2011, something like that. Okay. I can do an IMDb search real quick. But um, I don't think... It, like, again, people were mostly positive about the show, but nine times out of ten, most of your critics will say it's good in the last like couple episodes, but everything prior to that they weren't a fan of. Interesting. Uh, the English director... I forget his name. Uh, Scott Freeman, maybe? No, that's... Either way, the the English director who, like, directed the voice cast, this was actually his director debut. Hmm. And I got that from the, like, the two episodes that have commentary that are really just a big waste of time. Like, they don't <laughs> tell you any sort of details or nothing. It's just, like, them reacting to these death scenes and being like, uh, and then nothing. <laughs> Although, shout-outs to the voice actress for Saya, Alexis Tipton. She's actually funny and, like, really fun to listen to in, like, an audio track. But as far as, like, sales or anything, I do know it's a hard thing to get a hold of. I figured like it would the, be. I mean, I know it's hard with games, too. I just didn't know if you had any. Like, obviously, with movies, it's kind of easier. You find a budget. You find a box office. But I just didn't know if there was anything available. Yeah. If you can't find it, it's no big deal. I was just curious. Yeah, I don't have any specific data for that, at least based on a quick search on that. That's the other issue with this anime, is it's kind of like a niche, obscure thing that people who know what it is usually are into it, mm -hmm. but it's not in the common discussions at all because it was so heavily censored. And, like, even today I went to look for the film. You can't get it in our region because it's blocked. Mm -hmm. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize, yeah. That sucks because <laughs> I, I actually I did watch a trailer for the movie after watching the last episode, and it yeah it I it looks interesting. I'll tell you that it, they did a do they did a good job of making a trailer. Yeah, that trailer is probably like the best parts of that because <laughs> it figured. just sets the mood. <laughs> the actual film I rewatched today, and even back when I first did like came to this series, what I like watched the movie when it came out. Okay. And was available digitally for the first time or whatever. Okay. So I was waiting for that movie to come out, thinking, oh, this is the conclusion to this, like, crazy shit that happened at the end of this show. I'm into that. And it turned out being, like, a huge letdown. And even through a rewatch, like, it's not a great way to conclude this, like, revenge story. Really? Does she, at, I mean, hey, spoilers. Uh, does she at least, like, get revenge by the end? Save it. Save it. We got to on plot. Save okay. it for plot. Okay. 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 <laughs> so with I that, though, you. Alex, uh, as our honored guest, we are going to ask you to do the 60-second plot summary. I have a stopwatch pulled up. You let uh -huh. me know when you're ready. I'll give you a three, two, one. Justin will hit his fancy button, and we'll go from there. Are you ready? I am. Three, two, one, go. In a remote Japanese town, Saya Kisaragi lives out her days going to school and keeping up a temple as a shrine maiden. She lives alone with her father at that temple. Blessed by the temple's sacred sword, Saya protects the town from horrendous monsters that are called Elder Bairns. The Blood Sea anime series establishes a formula common in both the kaiju genre and the tokusatsu at large, often referred to as a Monster of the Week show. Most episodes portray Saya's relaxed school life, contrasted by her slaying monsters at night. It doesn't take long for monsters to start attacking during the day, and many of her friends are killed throughout the show. The last three episodes of this short series reveal reveals that the entire town was fabricated as an experiment, a test to see if Saya's core personality could be altered in a twisted nature versus nurture scheme. Turns out she is a special type of monster, one that feeds on the Elder Brand's blood. 
After the actors rebel, reveal to Saya the farce, the conniving villain Fumito and his company that were in charge of the experiment slay everyone in town and retreat to Tokyo. Saya shot in the head, survives, vows to kill Fumito, and the credits rolls as she runs towards the city. Story continues in a film called The Last Dark. That was very good. Damn, that was, that was, yeah, that was very, very good. That was very good. <laughs> A plot. I used to work in radio. I'm used to time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you have a lot to say about it on a deeper level. And I actually do want to get into it because I I kind of got some Lovecraftian vibes on it. And I'm curious. Oh, yeah. What you, um, however, my biggest takeaway is I was super invested in the darkness, the heaviness, and the mm-hmm. ambiguity until episode 9 10 where it's like oh this is the truman show and everything that had kind of been done was undone when the no no and a day like come back Uh and so it's funny to hear that what you were saying in the show background how people critics have the opposite reaction i think a lot of people get caught up in the fact that this show really kind of like has two sections to each episode. Usually it's, you know, her school life. It's a very slice of life. She goes to the cafe. She has coffee. She hangs out with her friends. She's completely oblivious to the boys that like her. Mm -hmm. And then, like, at night, she's running around with a samurai sword killing these, like, horribly grotesque monsters that just pick up people and eat them. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think people get kind of, like, caught up in that slice of life and get really bored. But I thought that that just kind of added to the general tension because the show really like builds on that town. You know where she goes, you know, these buildings, you know, the people. Yeah. And that's all there is in this town. Cause it's so remote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, <laughs> uh, I didn't like the slice of life stuff, <laughs> um, but some I, people don't. Well, that's the thing. It's like Larry and I have talked about a few times now that like, I'm not a huge fan of like the, when somebody is basically playing like a caricature of themselves or like Most a recently, ta- I think we discussed it in the birds. Uh, I feel like that there's gotta be something else that was recent, more recent than that. Oh, look, continue talking. Oh, maybe arachnophobia. Yeah. Maybe it was yeah. arachnophobia. I know yeah. it was for sure in the birds. I know we No, it was jaws. It was jaws. We had a big conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, either way, like I, I'm not a huge fan of that, like over dramatized characterization of everybody. And right. I mean, obviously, that's basically what the daytime was in this. It was just, like, everybody was, like, the school teacher was, of course, this, like, you know. But you like sexy Peaks. Te- yeah, I, okay, I don't, I, okay, yeah, but I love Twin Peaks. Okay, <laughs> Most fuck of along. the characters fit an anime archetype that even you guys probably aren't aware of. Like, the, oh, the no, bad boy who's, like edgy and (laughs) you know always showing up at weird moments like these all fit into like shoujo tropes the clamp kind of perpetuated and partially helped create Mm -hmm. oh really interesting yeah and and like i say like i I, again my my anime knowledge is very very limited i I have shared everything i have watched It, it has more been like for me i just my biggest problem with plot is that i really liked how it got set up but the truman show twist didn't stick for me and it made all of the weight of what had happened earlier with like her friends dying and like i won't lie to you there was t- like, i rewatched a couple episodes and particularly a couple scenes trying to pick out which of her friends died because they killed them so indiscriminately you know what i mean yeah especially yeah. in the school in the schoolyard sequence um it made it seem very trivial 
So they uh, died I don't, again. I don't, I don't I think any care. like main players died in like the schoolyard scene. Yeah, they did. Uh, the girl with the short hair, the boy that she kind of. Oh liked. yeah, yeah. Sorry, like uh, out on like the roof, basically. Yeah, the girl with right? the short yeah. hair. Did. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. A few of them do, and then most of them come back as like, "Oh, we were actors, and we yeah, have talents." Yeah, and like that, that just felt us. so cheap to me. It blew my mind when like Nene and Nono stepped out of the corner and were like, "Oh yeah, it's all a farce." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> like I love the twist. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and like I said, maybe that's me being jaded and seeing enough things, or like. Yeah, I mean, dude, we're coming right off Saw, right? Like, where like every movie is a twist, and <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. I, I, I'm right there with you. I just, I <laughs> but thankfully, really a like... lot of the like world building of the Elder Barons and the Covenant, and the fact that they like just feed humans yeah. every now and again to these monsters, that all sticks. Like, that's actually lore. Mm-hmm. It's not something they made up specifically for her little fake town. Yeah. Um. Quick, quick side note. I thought it was Elder Bears. Until literally you said that and typed it out in your notes that it's barons. I thought it was elder bears. Yeah, B A I R. So I'm, I'm happy to know that elder it's not elder bears because all I can think of is and they are bears. partially inspired. I believe reading interviews or something through Lovecraftian creatures. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. To me. Yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, you, you definitely. It's a mix of feeling. Lovecraft and like Japanese mythology and Shinto stuff. Because it, like, it twists those ideas. Like, the statue in the first one is a particular type of, like, Buddhist statue. Mm-hmm. And so they, like, they take these imagery, the, the imagery of, like, Japanese culture and then turn it on its head and make it, like, super grotesque. Yeah, like, like I said, I... I don't know, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more in detail, but my, my big broad stroke analysis of it would be that the, the twist felt cheap... Mm-hmm. I felt like it didn't earn it from me, and then the ending just pissed me off. See, I like the fact that the ending of this show recontextualizes the entire show for me, because you start noticing little subtle things, like when Fumito will get way too close to Saya, or she'll like take a drink of coffee and Im- immediately be like not stressed about things like the voice actress actually does a great job in this making those subtle like voice changes yeah but so i'm talking specifically the very end like i am not a fan of something that doesn't end and the fact that there's no like so like, yeah we, it, we, we are here reviewing this blood sea anime right um i know there's right. a movie that continues it on apparently it's not very good but for me no. the fact that the story ends on this huge cliffhanger like mm-hmm. not knowing what's going to happen, like this big villain reveal, it feels like half of the show is missing. Like it feels like episode thirteen Fair. is like the halfway point, and then there's nothing else. So in a world where we're reviewing just this, it is very frustrating. I was so hooked. Like Justin gave me Funimation. My plan was to watch like a couple episodes a day. I watched it all in a day. Like I, had the, I oh yeah, I watched the first episode. I was super involved, loved it. Was rewinding stuff, like super super into it. And then I was like, wait, what? And then the very end, I was like, come on. Like, wait, what is this? Like, this, like, you didn't earn this. You didn't earn this in the 13. And, like, I don't know. It's very frustrating to know that this mm-hmm. series just ends here. And I don't understand why. I don't get thematically why. I don't understand. Like, that's why I was asking about sales. Like, did it not do well? Like, was it considered a dud? Did they, was this I think it show- was all part of the marketing. Because yeah. initially, the the joint venture of production IG and clamp is like kind of a big deal. Cause mm-hmm. both of which are very 
decorated in the anime and manga world. And so when the series like came out, they they already had planned a film. So they were like trying to lead into this big like final film that'll make a bunch of sales, but unfortunately they missed the mark so far that it makes like it does feel like an unconcluded story in yeah. a lot of ways. And I'm hoping that the manga adaptations do a better job of that. I haven't read them yet. You can get them on the Dark Horse app, and there's a spin-off manga, and I'm going to explore that after, you know, the the next paycheck comes in, basically. Yeah. And, and that's kind of been, like, again, my experience with anime is very limited, but it's always been my experience with it is, like, like with Death Note, it's good until the last quarter. It's like so much, and it's Sao. It's good until the last quarter. There's so many. And I, oh, I love how Sao ends in that first season, though. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about Elfheim. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing some freaky shit with Sao these days. Yeah, like, it gets real disturbing. I stopped watching after Gun Gale. I was like, all right, we've we've gone too far. <laughs> we honestly immediately after Gun Gale is a good season. Oh, is it? Because I always base those on Do I Cry at the end. Okay. <laughs> and the season after Gun Gale had me in tears. Okay. So yeah, you you're kind of missing out if you miss that Maybe one. Maybe I'll go back and finish that. I have not watched that. Should I watch it? Sao is fun. Mm, I would say the first season is good, but okay. it is like. Some real tropey, real like tropey. Mary Sue, especially Elfheim. Elfheim gets Isekai real trash. Okay. Like there's some. I've got a list of recommendations for people that like Blood Sea specifically, mm-hmm. like really violent, heavy, shorter anime. Send them my way, please. Into those. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, this is. I, I'm not sure if this is just my unfamiliarity with like Japanese media outside of like horror yeah. films, but it just seems like so much. They're trying. They aren't trying to end the story. They're trying to set up for something next. And that's yeah. incredibly frustrating as someone who wants a completed story. And I, I don't think it's very mm-hmm. good for the media because, like, so now you were saying I have to watch this movie and there's all these spinoffs and sequels and books to get the whole story. Whereas, for example, if I were to say, go watch the first season of X-Files, like, at least X Files ends like it's Monster of the Week, similar to this. Right. But there is an overarching arch of that first season, and even if you didn't watch seasons two through nine, you get an end to the story. Right, Mulder's still searching, Scully's still trying to figure out what's real and what's not. But you get mm-hmm. that completion of the story, and it's very hard for me when it comes to plot because there were a lot of things about this I really liked, and it's just it's hard because. And it's, and it's been my biggest criticism of anime. It's why um, Full Metal Alchemist, we both talked about that earlier, right? Brotherhood yeah. is just so much better than the original, in my opinion, because it fills in all these gaps. It is a much more Americanized version, I guess, of telling the story. It's got a beginning. Story. It's got an end. Yeah. They give you a little bit at the end to say, here's what the characters do after yes. the story, and oh my God, they live out the I rest need. of their lives. And That's what I need. <laughs> And I really hope that Blood Sea is revisited at some point, and it seems like there's at least a little bit of reinterest because I see that, for example, you know, Dark Horse published all this manga recently. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get like a redo of that film. And and so I guess my final question then, uh, as a fan, I mean, obviously you mm-hmm. picked this for us. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel cheated out of an ending? Do you feel like there's something missing? Like, like how? How do you approach the plot specifically? And when you score it, like, do you just score this or do you bring in your other knowledge about where things go and does that affect it? So, as a 
the reason that I, I'm giving the plot the score that I'm going to give it, and I don't think it's perfect, is because I think that there are definitely points of this story that could have been either removed or filled out. And like you're saying, like there are pieces of it, especially towards the end, where it feels like there's so much in motion yeah. and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And like when I saw that ending, I'm like, whoa, what a twist. She didn't win mm-hmm. and is just immediately knocked off her high horse. Like what a cool moment that yeah. is. And so I, I love stories that do things that fuck with your expectations, and I really like games that do this too. And so for me, I thought that that ending was really cool. But again, I was ready for that movie. Yeah, and it, I would feel so different, and I would be so ha- like happier to tell you about this film <laughs> if that film had been good. The, like. <laughs> the conclusion that we all were hoping for watching this. And and that's the thing is like, we spend like 10, like nine or 10 episodes setting up this world in very Mm -hmm. subtle hints that we are in this Truman show esque kind of situation. Um, Yeah. Yeah, They're not as they seem. Yeah. yeah, Larry, I'm going to bring this up again. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. You got to get like your detective senses going, man. (laughs) I I, I honestly, I don't, did you figure it out before the shoe dropped? Uh, like episode three, I was like, oh, so this has got to be like some kind of Truman-esque thing going on in this town. See, weird. Because they do mention th- like, oh, isn't it weird that there's only one class in this school? Yeah. Well, and that, that's actually kind of something I noticed like right off the bat is like when they were having lunch on like the first episode, I was like, huh, yeah. where are all the other kids? So, this is a high school. So one, Okay. Um, on that note, uh, I always try on the first viewing to just disconnect and watch because oh, I, I do too. Because I, I, I'm, not, I'm like, like, what the fuck is going on here? You can ruin a movie for yourself. You can surprise me really yeah, easy. Same, My, same for films and shows, I completely disconnect. hundred <laughs> percent. Like I want to be surprised. I, I, I want to believe, right. The whole, like, that's why I have yeah. the poster on the wall, right? Like it's something I truly, truly feel it. Like I, I want to buy in. Second, that's wild to me that you got it though, Justin. He always gets it. He's such a, he's such a wet blanket. <laughs> the, and then the second thing is because I am unfamiliar with anime, but I am aware through Reddit or social media or whatever, a lot of the tropes, mm-hmm. I just kind of accepted a lot more. Where maybe in a an American show where I'm more familiar with those tropes, maybe would have stuck out more. But a lot of this stuff, like right. focusing only on her friend group, not seeing the wider world abroad, or even in the school, I was just like, okay, this is just anime for anime's sake. Yep. Oh, see, for for me, it was on. It, honestly, it's just like, okay, after like the first episode, maybe I'll, I'll give you the the first two. You're like, okay, something's kind of weird. Something is go. Something is going on. You're not sure what, but something is going on because our main character, who is supposed to be this like slayer of the elder barons i mean she doesn't know what the hell is going on so there's something like well, something yeah, is somebody something is holding on. information back yeah, from her like, like I, some something weird is right. going the way on. I was and that's kind of when i started though. thinking about it right like that's when i was like okay well then you kind of start noticing all these things are out of place yeah the way i kind of thought about it was that like her dad like i figured she was like an elder baron or one of these godlike creatures so I, I kind of guessed that her dad was trying to, like, maybe, like, he mated with her mom, yeah. who was an elder baron. Like, I'm not, like, saying I didn't know anything, but the right. Truman Show-esque, no, no, nay, nay, everyone still being alive caught me off guard. And I that's another reason why I'm frustrated with it is because 
you spend nine, ten episodes setting up this world, making us feel for these people's deaths, making them incredibly gruesome and incredibly gory and incredibly impactful, and then you undo it all in 20 minutes. And then do it again. <laughs> yeah. So Like immediately almost. <laughs> and so that's why, yeah. again, why I was frustrated is because, like, that's a huge reveal. That's a huge twist. Even if you are expecting something that, like, everyone to still be alive is, is Yeah, giant. well, see, that, that that's the thing is, like, so that part of the twist where, like, everybody was still alive, that got me. I, everything else, like, didn't. But the, the fact that, like, mm-hmm. these people didn't actually die. Because, I mean, when they died in the show i was like oh f- like what the fuck like yeah okay i guess these people are just like fucking fodder yeah mm-hmm. now what sucks is all the the quote-unquote extras like all the random townspeople they're oh, dead as shit yeah, yeah and there are scenes like early in the show where they're running away where one of them says hey we didn't sign up for this and immediately gets killed mm. so clearly these people were brought in paid to be actors told like the basics like hey there's gonna be some monsters and shit don't worry about it and then they just slaughter these people. Yeah. And at the end, the, it seemed like they were preparing for like a bigger scene, maybe because mm-hmm. it, again, it's all acting. And so the entire town is like full of people, and they kill everyone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is incredibly <sighs> gruesome. So yeah, like I said, that that's the big thing for me is that like I liked the setup, I liked the monster of the mm-hmm. week, I like setting up the world, getting us introduced to these characters because we were introduced to these characters when they died. It meant something. I just feel like if you're going to do a reveal like this, bring everyone back and only to to wax them off in bring them back for 20 minutes and kill them off the next 20. Like there's just there's not I feel like it's cheap. I feel like then you're like being like ha 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 ha, like we're going to kill him again yeah. and um I wish that this was more of a 2024 episode anime instead of 10 12 13 because i feel like we're missing that would have been really cool we're just missing so much and especially in the Mm -hmm. world where it ends and that was the thing i wanted to talk about is i don't have a problem with our protagonists not winning or um subverting expectations right like that 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 happens there's the descent is a movie that comes to mind um Oh, oh yeah my my issue is that it's not where it ends she's not laying there dead she gets back up and it's teased that she's going to go fight. Yeah. But in order to see its conclusion, it's not season two. It's go watch this movie that we I was so ready for up. like a really good revenge story and that super cool payoff. But it just it doesn't go there. Yeah. I mean, if you're curious, watch the movie. At least you know what happens. I, I, I am curious. Like, I, will, I do plan on watching it. And I can even tell you that like I can give you information about that if you so choose. But um. So I guess like, what is your favorite monster? Then uh, seems like something to talk about in plot. The oh, maybe how scary? The bunny. I, I thought the bunny. Thing oh was man, the bunny so. was fucking just nightmare fuel. And then oh yeah, um, the one that killed all the people in the the school with all the tenant. The like weird spider thing. Yeah, and it wasn't because it was spider like. It was because of how quickly and how brutally it was taking out people. Like just well, that. Yep. Like I said, I had like. That was the sequence in particular that I went back and watched it three or four times just like because they were killing kids so indiscriminately. I was like pausing, mm-hmm. trying to figure out if it was one of her friends or not, like a named character or not. Um, no, I think monster design was super cool. Lovecraftian, Play-Doh-y, but also like there was like the Iron Giant one. There was like the Black Woman yeah, one. Yeah, the big beetle samurai. Yeah, there 
they were all varied. None of them felt reused or rehashed. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that again. I there was a lot I liked about it. It's it's the end that really got me. It yeah. which is why I was so surprised when you said that everyone else had it the other way <laughs> because I was like I was I was bought in for ten yeah. episodes. And then I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, I really like the the Cerberus, the one right before the rabbits, the big lion thing. Oh, good call. Good oh, call. yeah. The manticore kind of thing. Yeah, cause the way it just, like, nonchalantly scoops up the teacher with its big hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, she's going to get away. Yank. <laughs> yep. I was kind of... And that's another problem I have with anime is, like, they, the way they kill characters is, like, weird. It's, it's always like, weirded me out, like... These particular directors have a very, like, unique approach to anime death, and it's very much, like, brutal, things just happen kind of unexpectedly. Yeah, like, wait, wait, I she... think the same director did another, which is a ghost story, okay. which you guys might like. Mm-hmm. I've heard but about there's a, that a there's lot. There's a death scene that comes sudden, and it's just as, like, gratuitous and violent as something out of this, yeah. and so it's, like... I don't know. It's like, it's, it's like she got away, went through all that, only to, like, run into the embrace of... Uh, Saya's yep. dad, and then like I don't the know. Cold like, irony. <laughs> I don't know. It's anime is something I'm still trying to get used to. Even though like I get really into the stories, it's like you they lose yeah. me. They always lose me. <laughs> I've got recommendations, but unfortunately, the endings are not great in all of them. <laughs> at least most of them. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm spending like uh, it's, it's like Stephen King, right? For the most part, it's like yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I like the story. I enjoy it. Every once in a while, get a solid ending. Most of them go on just a little bit too long, or they don't pay yeah. off what they're trying to pay off. But I don't see know. horror tropes transfer over to anime. Full <laughs> well, I will definitely say this was horror. Like I was a little oh, bit, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I was a little bit hesitant because I didn't know. Right, I'm not familiar with anime. And yeah. Marcus, love you to death, buddy. But you, <laughs> you, you jaded me on some of these Patreon picks with the Giver and Rampage World Tour. So I was prepared for uh-huh. some nonsense, but. uh no, like, we'll talk about it and how scary, but this was definitely a horror anime. And it fits into Kaiju and Tokusatsu really well, 100%. because that, this type of formula is something that both of those genres have done, you know, until they're blue in the face. Yeah. Uh, anything else? We kind of been chewing this up. Um, what else do you guys have for plot? I mean, I don't I mean, I feel like it's all really been said. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything like different to add i know alex you had that i I really like fumito as a villain fumito's cool he's like the really kind but like oddly sexually creepy (laughs) oh i got like when you first see him you're like oh maybe saya's dead and this guy that's what i thought and then and then she's like gets touched weird on like the face Mm -hmm. and then he like is really doting over her and is always making these like treats which you find out are made out of like the blood of the monsters and the coffee is like a drug immediately wesker vibes from him yeah yes yes so the the movie like once you know that this is like a fumito's like the top of a corporation and it's like this weird illuminati organization mm-hmm. that knows about these monsters and science shit i immediately today was thinking oh this is kind of like resident evil yeah like, like, oh, no. <laughs> like i always caught weird vibes off him and as soon as yeah. the reveal happened i was like oh, okay so you're wesker but i love the delivery of fumito's lines like the way he talks is just so like dripping with venom. I and, really like, loved how he was like when he was finally revealed to be like the big bad, 
Yeah. And yeah. It's the condescending way he talked to those people. Yeah. And it's crazy because this is like 10 years old, right? But it, mm-hmm. it reminded me of like some super smart evil villain talking to a bunch of TikTok stars that he recruited. Yeah, right? It's like, it's like, like zero respect for them as human beings or people, but it's using their clout and using their limited acting ability to do this play for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, Fumito's character isn't nearly as conniving in the film, and you get a sense more of his, like, political and government power more than anything, and, like, why he's so obsessed with Saya. Yeah, it, the more you... We gotta stop talking about the film because you're you're killing me. It's so it's so frustrating that this... Yeah. Like, there needs to be a season two. Like, I, I, I don't... Yeah. I just don't understand what it is with Japanese art, and especially anime, where, like, they don't want to complete the story. They want to world build all the time. I think... I think Europeans are kind of obsessed with... Like, Europeans and, by extent, Americans and Westerners, yeah. I guess, to make it more broadly. I think we're obsessed with endings. Well, I mean... I am. Square Enix. I love a good Square ending. Enix and all their Final Fantasy games, for the most part, tie things up. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually. Ten. <laughs> Ten's brutal. Makes me cry every time. It's sad, but it also sucks, but all right. <laughs> thank you. Shut up, Justin. I almost bought you a <laughs> no, it's better. doll. I uh, thank you. <laughs> Every time we come up, every time yeah, I like hey. hang out with you guys, we end up talking Final Fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just sad that Vivi's amazing. All right, what's up? Any any last thoughts before we head on into cinematography slash art? Uh, I'm ready for a score, man. Yeah, me too. Okay, this was hard for me. I can tell you that if it had ended, I knew there was a season two, and I knew there was more. This would have been so much higher. Mm-hmm. I gave it a seven and a half. Justin. Fair. I also gave it a seven and a half. Oh, look at you. I gave it a seven. Huh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fat fingers. Um, cinematography <laughs> slash artwork. Mm. This is where I think the show is probably at its weakest, except for in, like, action scenes. Really? Yeah, it's... Even watching a couple episodes, there's Joe, who's my buddy that I live with. He's a part of the Forever Classic Games team. Uh, He's an animator. And so we were watching the first couple episodes because I wanted to introduce him to this show that I like. Yeah. And he's like, wow, this is a really cheap scene to make. And I'd, like, retrack and watch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they just, like have a character on camera like (laughs) some of these shots are really bad but when you get into things like the action scenes those are super well choreographed they're like full of fluid motions and impact and it's so cool so i did not notice that justin did you i mean i definitely you can so (laughs) you can tell when a show is wants to put where a show wants to or anime wants to put its focus Uh uh-huh uh this show clearly wanted to put its focus into like the fighting yeah and like yeah. basically the i mean obviously it comes into the day later on but basically like the quote-unquote nighttime segments is like where this show shines yeah i think i think the, the fighting looks like f- phenomenal and like all the all of, all the, the creature designs are like just top notch like I, they're all very unique in their own way and I, I i think that when you're kind of doing this like basically elder god eldritch style of monster mm-hmm. you can kind of 
kind of get one design and just kind of slowly like kind of shift away from that a little bit at a time but like maintaining like the same base idea yeah um Mm -hmm. but i think these monsters are all like they are each their own thing none of them are the same even like the griffin basically has these two monsters that are like was it two or three two or three of them he's like got like yeah. bodyguards i guess i yeah. don't know like friends or something yeah, and but he's like, got like no legs like they're all yeah, really and the, well, that's the thing is like even these small like instant infinitesimal monsters are completely different from anything else we've seen i mean obviously mm-hmm. the bunny not so much but that's just because it like multiplies they take itself ideas and like images that you're kind of familiar yes. with and shift it just enough to where you're like oh Remind me a lot why does this John, feel familiar but also weird yeah, remind me a lot of yeah. john dies at the end where it's like oh, God. the things you kind of know but are kind of yeah turned, you know what i mean yeah. it's like the world you know but slightly at an angle so i i, I appreciated mm-hmm. that i i will have to fully admit to you guys uh maybe it's my lack of expertise with or familiarity but i thought it looked fine obviously the fight scenes and the gore scenes and the death scenes uh were a lot more involved wow but (laughs) i i mean it felt no different than watching death note like i death note also isn't extremely ambitious in how it sets up like various shots though yeah, the only, it's like a bunch of people very typical because the it's, only really a bunch in, of people staring at each other sometimes <laughs> the only real mm-hmm. like in-depth anime i've seen is sao but i i have to swear a lot of that is digital whereas this felt sao does have some really cool cinematography and like the best example in shonen right now is demon slayer demon slayer has truly excellent cinematography and it is because they have these like really crazy cg but still kind of feeling 2d Uh like sweeping shots of the action and so that's like top-notch masterful the people at ufo table are like killing it because i obviously Uh, i've went to theaters and i've i've seen films like spirited away or whatever right so i i know what top tier oscar worthy looking anime can be like but this mm-hmm. for me personally even though i could tell there was a difference between the attention for the death versus the day life um i thought it all looked good i i mean i i think mainly for me the the reason that i mean the day stuff kind of stood out as looking kind of dull and boring to me is because i mean personally that's how i felt about the day yes. stuff it was like okay well i'm already checked out of this scene <laughs> so it doesn't there's nothing really like catching my eye whereas at when something was like when a monster showed up i was like okay i'm yeah. all in i just i want to see more of that i will say my biggest con and okay it goes back to my prudish puritan ways and it's a con i had with anime in oh general. there's a boob the way the, the uh, way they treat we're not scoring that film there's boobs in it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying that it's just like it's just the way they treat women. And I'm surprised yeah. to know that this was mm-hmm. half produced by a woman only group. Yeah. Interesting. There is definitely like, especially towards the last two or three episodes, some of the shots lean more into the fan servicey, like misogynistic like things. Like the sauna, especially bathtub one. No, there is a sauna scene <laughs> there. Okay. So it gets worse in the film. <laughs> But, um, like, especially the scene where, you know, she falls over dead and her boob falls yeah. out. And then, like, the the teacher anyways. And then there's a scene where Saya is, like, groped by the teacher. Yes. Like, it, it gets really kind of no gross. no reason. 
literally yeah, no and even when the twins reason. die, like you see her panties yes. first before she's split in half. Like I just it, they're like oddly sexualized. And it's in, not as in bad those as, last few episodes. Yeah, it's not as bad as like Sao. <laughs> in per, in no, particular no, Elfine, <laughs> where oh, it gets God, real weird it, with the that gets monster. worse too. <laughs> that gets real worse. And again, this is just something like I have complained about it. Obviously, when you discuss the Friday films, but for me, it's just like. I always just find it weird. I find like mm-hmm. people like to play into this trope, right? Of like the weeb or the the body pillow loving. You know what I mean? But when you yep. watch something like this and you find out that it's half produced by like, an all female team, like yeah, it, obviously it's cultural, you know, and they're a mm-hmm. lot more accepting of it than we are. It's just. It's just strange. The boob falling out after being bitten by a vampire was just like, what kind of physics is this? Like, like, They also, like, they had a target audience, I think, with this. This was, I still think it's, a, like, it's a cool plot, and it's a cool story, and it's a cool twist on the Saya character, at least in, you know, the broad strokes. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this was a marketing thing, and they definitely had a target audience, yes. and they designed Saya a particular way, and you know, made her the the hot girl in the school uniform with the long black hair and the red mm-hmm. eyes and the sword, and it's all like meticulously crafted to like fit that interest group. Yeah, without a doubt. And like I said, that again, this might just go into my lack of knowledge with the culture. It's just it is always it, it struck struck me in Death Note. It struck me in Sao. It struck me when it happened mm-hmm. in Full Metal, and then here again. And again, I, I just am very. I was very taken aback when you said that Chump. Is that correct? Clamp. Clamp was mm-hmm. a female design team, and that is just. Yep. Again, like I said, this, this must be a cultural thing that I'm just not familiar with, and to each their own. I think I have a lot of points. It was just. I don't like. I it. mean, I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, I. Honestly, yes, some of the stuff towards the end is like a little like eh, questionable. I, I actually, I, I found that for the most part, other than, come on, no fucking teacher looks like that. Um, oh, really, Justin? I've met some teachers. <laughs> yeah, so have I, and they, none of them look like that. They'll have to come through before <laughs> stay with me at some time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, but, but what I'm saying is like, for the most part, that's, that's usually like the biggest turnoff for me in uh like when looking for an anime is like it, if it focuses too much on the fan service nature of it i'm just like eh, it's for somebody else not for me yeah yeah but i i, I honestly like yes obviously like oh it's the sexy schoolgirl with the sword and she's covered in blood yep but on, honestly like i think that part didn't in terms me. it was yeah well but but i'm just kind of grouping it all together but yeah. like i honestly think this compared to a lot of other animes that i've like tried to watch this is like mild very mild oh yeah very like, mild yeah mm-hmm. because even so like the I, blood I mean, covered girl didn't bother me or the short shorts like that was something i swallowed it was the panty oh, the ripping off the boob falling out the extended sauna scene yep. it's like what are we doing guys like yep. come on <laughs> uh we talked about it a lot. I want to make it very, very clear. This is gory, and the deaths hold nothing back. Oh, no. no. If you're so watching Uncensored, <laughs> there are guts, there mm-hmm. are bones, there are... There's like, veins. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really detailed and really gratuitous. It's like, I, I think No-No or Nene, whatever the one the shadow kills. No-No. Um, yeah. The, there's, like, literally a shot of her foot with just, like, just some veins hanging yeah. out. Like, man. Mm-hmm. It is so, like... 
imaginative and like i don't know the attention to detail in the gore is fucking amazing like 100%. yeah it's really cool oh man now i guess here's a question did did the gore bother you guys and how does that compare to what you all have been watching in saw did not bother oh, the me gore at doesn't all. bother me at all i i, I thought it was i didn't figure cool. it would but you know um saw i had swallowed there were a couple that bothered me have you seen spiral yet alex no, I haven't seen any Saw. I've been trying to muster up the courage to watch the first one after listening to your guys' show. The first one is like the, is, the first one is yeah, like, I, like know, I know. Spiral. <laughs> it took me a lot of courage to watch this show, and somehow it's one of my favorites. Um, I don't give a whole lot away. Spiral is definitely not like all right. the others. And okay. All right. Well, <laughs> the death, the death scenes in it. Like I like I was turning away when I was watching. Okay, so oh okay, that's uh, what I've heard too from other critics. Brutal. So <laughs> there's far. But Larry and I were talking. Larry and I were talking last night about this because I, after I watched it, uh-huh. I was messaging him, and I'm just gonna say this. I'm not no. I don't know if I'm like broken on the inside and in some kind. Okay, okay, but yeah, on, honestly, like the 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 gore in this and even in Saul, like sometimes it's like, Ugh, but it doesn't really like bother me. I'm like, oh after like two seconds later i'm like oh that's fucking cool mm-hmm. like let's go back and pause it and look at it gross uh yeah alex there's a scene with this dude's fingers like being pulled in the spiral movie oh no and see this is why i ask people oh, first like, it, it, don't watch spiral if you dude, if you if, don't think i don't go to most like, horror movies in theaters <laughs> for this reason Devin, Devin, my wife uh she says that she thinks that she didn't watch 25 to 30 percent of the movie because she was high. oh it wasn't that bad justin some of those deaths scenes wow fuck dude <laughs> yeah, but this this show like scenes of this were banned on YouTube outright. This entire me. show is banned in China. Also doesn't surprise I mean, me. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it like I mean, look at the school for example, or the bunnies at the end, like or I, I, the centipede even. Like oh, yeah, it, good one. this show yeah. goes from zero to like a hundred in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and the, it's the like, school sequence, man. Like that was oh yeah, like I I was when it was happening like i i i was speechless i was yeah. just like Whoa, like what the fuck like what oh is going God, on i'm so glad that you guys had this reaction and it's cool because this show in particular has a bunch i think it's at like a higher frame rate or something maybe even because there's so many like minor details like when she stepped on by the father in the mm-hmm. scene when he like transforms you get just a very very short shot of his toenails digging into her chest oh, interesting. yeah and it's like super subtle and i didn't even notice it until this last rewatch but I'm like, wow, there's so many, like, weird things that happen in the blink of an eye. Yeah, but to, to answer your question, uh, when it comes to animated stuff, I I grew up in college watching Happy Tree Friends. So you gotta, you gotta, oh, you gotta uh, yeah, push yeah, yeah. a lot of buttons for me to... <laughs> to, to be uncomfortable. But, but you got one finger cop and you're, you're checked out. Justin. Hey, man, <laughs> when that rabbit takes a bite and then turns that person like a like they're eating a corn, a <laughs> ear of corn. Oh, that was hilarious. Was like, Whoa, <laughs> hilarious, but nasty. Justin, you are absolutely going to be in the vast minority when we review this when it comes to that i promise you oh spiral yes. i know i i like i, I told you and I'm i've so told rachel before episode. like i think i mean I, look at the rack when i played the rack in our saw three oh yeah i listened to that in the up. car fuck you bud yeah, dude. <laughs> you're, you're like, what are you good doing? lord 
I love that you put a, a warning in the actual recording though, because oh, I'm like, you? oh, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went back and then I was everybody in the was car like, and I heard in. this in like surround sound, and I'm like, oh no, because <laughs> I've never seen the scene, so like, of course, the imagination goes wild. <laughs> we talk oh. about yeah, the dad loving his son, like, or trying to save his family. Like, yeah, this seems really important. Yeah. And then he plays the whole goddamn rack torture. Okay, scene. but it... none of us are ready for it. <laughs> All right, I'm broken on the inside. We can okay. laugh about it now, but cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I legitimately. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think Rachel was going to talk to me for, like, uh, a week. It was bad. It goes to show how good of friends we have in yeah. this, like, weird podcast family we have. Yeah, it's, oh, so, I'm broken on the inside, basically, is what I've learned <laughs> over this, like, last, like, month or two, so. So, cinematography. Yeah, and I guess composition in general. I don't know. Like, I didn't find it as strong as some other things I've okay. seen. Uh, I gave it an eight. Uh, Justin. Hmm. I gave it a seven because, uh... I, I mean, again, I, I've just started wa- rewatching Attack on Titan, which I think, like, uh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the sweeping shots of them using, like, the OEM stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I think everything else looks really good and, like, really detailed. So when you kind of put that against the the boring day-to-day slice-of-life stuff that this show has, I know, it's just kind of like, I eh. know exactly what movie we're going to watch now to get back okay. to you mm-hmm. for Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's either going to be Green Inferno or Cannibal Holocaust. Well, no, so. no, 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 no. Apparently you're broken on the Mm-mm. inside and you can swallow those pills. We're going to do a nice, long, slice-of-life movie that also mm. has some horror tones to it. I got a, I got an idea. I'll send you some trailers. There we go. There okay, we go. oh, lovely. All right. We're going to do a watch So party. I gave this one a six. <laughs> really? Six, six out of ten. Yeah, because there's so many, like just kind of cheaply made shots and there's some weird like camera angles where the characters don't look super great like i don't know but the action scenes again are sick (laughs) like the the choreography alone is really cool and imaginative and fun so then out of out of curiosity and this is my own curiosity how many anime do you think you've watched oh hundreds for sure i've been watching anime since i was a teen So I would like DVR episodes and I've really been like in the medium for a while, but I wouldn't, I don't like, I don't watch the new seasons as they happen. Like some fans do on like Crunchyroll or whatever. Sometimes I will, but I like to watch things when they're done. So if somebody's like, Ooh, this new season of whatever is like super cool. I'll like watch somebody talk about that. And then maybe once it's finished, I'll come back to it. Audio. First things Mm. first. Mentioned Justin played the opening thing. I am constantly astounded by how amazing the opening credit music is for every single anime I watch. Oh, I hope you watch more anime because it gets so much better. Really? It's so fun. (laughs) I was just actually going to say that, like, out of the select few that I've seen, which is like three or four Uh maybe, Uh this is probably the weakest one to me. Um this is literally the only one that I found myself going, okay, the, the, the opening track is done at 140. Okay. Every episode, really? I just go to 140. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. I guess I'm in the minority again. I, I, I loved it. I mean, <laughs> dude, I'm so excited for you though. Cause now when you like pick up an anime show or something and it's one of the ones with a better opening, you're going to be fucking mind blown. Yeah. Because like, I mean, again, I think death note, at least the first half of death note, I think that is like top tier. Like, Oh yeah, that's it's super good. Um, but it is, it is, it, this isn't there, but it's still really good. I, I I've I've always just been so impressed whenever I watch anime. Very catchy song. Get that. 
Um, voice acting. Alex, did you watch so this sub? I think the show... I've watched it both okay. several times. I think that the show in general has a creepier vibe in Japanese, but maybe that's because I can't pick up certain subtleties sure. and such. But watching this time, I did pick up a lot of subtleties in the way the voice actors portrayed various scenes, especially Saya. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the voice acting especially is really solid. That is something I'm curious about, um, in particular after spending so much time with the film Parasite, uh, Bong Joon-ho's mm-hmm. movie, like, I have never watched it dubbed. I would actually recommend people not watch it dubbed for what you just mentioned. And I okay. wish that I had more time to give. Um, or if Justin keeps his Funimation, maybe I'll do it anyway and show my wife it. Part of me wants to watch it subbed to get the full inflection because I think you get a much better... Mm-hmm acting performance in the native language so there is a part of me for that, example when she sings her little song it's a far cuter song in japanese da, da, da. yeah <laughs> oh it sounds gar- it, i'm not gonna lie I, it sounded bad yeah that's English. my least part of the entire audio. she tries and it works yeah i actually i whistle that song a lot when i'm like doing chores and oh shit. my god it's so catchy but in japanese it's it's way better yeah but Putting that aside, that that is something I, I wish I had had time to do, um, but mm-hmm. in favor of watching it for the for the review, I, I did not. Uh, I thought overall it was all pretty good. I didn't get a lot of the. There were some lines similar to how there was some over sexualization that I didn't like. There were some lines that were cringy, but for the most part, it felt to me more like Death Note than it than Sao. Like yeah. seriously approached characters taking what's happening to them seriously not doing the tongue-in-cheek we're in an anime kind of stuff like and i i appreciate that it's something that i really liked and um it goes back to why i think watching it probably subbed would even be a better experience i think aside from the like really creative gory details in that makes this show stand out the audio is what elevates this Mm -hmm. show because the sound design of like bones crunching and the screams and the the music, the music is incredible. So it sets the tone every single time. Because those fight scenes and like you said, the sound design for them, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Like this, it's really really. This good. to me is probably the strongest section of the review. I I was oh no uh, <laughs> I oh no I, I was <laughs> I was very 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 impressed. Again I. When I think anime, because my experience is so limited, but my hey, my, culture, mine is too. You got you can't use that as an excuse. Mine is too. Justin, I can count the animes I've watched on one hand. I can too, oh, Larry. No, 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 Justin, what, what, what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying yeah. is, I know enough of pop culture and internet memes and all that that I know the trope of like the hollow, like the hollow live or the um. The, the school one, right? I know, like, the tropey mm-hmm. anime, line delivery, mm-hmm. cringy kind of stuff. Um, so I was prepared for and that. And the writing's definitely not great, but, man, the music and the, like, yes. the line delivery and all the sound effects, it really, and that's like, what I meant. Ex- puts it in its Especially place. when it starts off as a slice of life kind of thing. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, 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 <laughs> uh-oh. But it didn't happen. So maybe it's because my expectations were so low. <laughs> I- yep, which is exactly where I wanted it, <laughs> you to be. Like, I knew that I wanted to throw you guys something that would be like weird and out mm-hmm. there and completely mess with you. And so, it so was that's fun. what I meant, Justin. Is just that I have a, I have now five animes to my fully watched list. 
the the ones with <laughs> previous have all been, I think, very good representations of the media. But I yeah. know that when these animes get into schools, they can do some weird, cringy shit. Some weird shit. Yeah, I mean, so besides, like, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, the opening theme there. Um, I will agree that I think like the music, like the almost like the ambient music or like the set piece music i guess you could call it is uh it is like really outstanding uh but for me personally um because i'm not a fan of like the over characterized like tropes i guess i I, i'm not really 100 percent sure how to how to say that but um i i found like i was really not into like all the voice acting like i i wish i watched this in I mean Japanese because I, I I wasn't a huge fan of like how cringy the lines were or mm-hmm. the I'm going to school today and my father loves me. <laughs> I hated that, but chores are done, dude. Full point. Water the plants. Okay, point. so <laughs> like in one of the last scenes, I had like made a joke that she was going to sing a song about like oh the world's ending and I don't remember On anything and then, like literally. <laughs> Yeah, and literally two seconds later, she started singing it. And I was like, all right, come on. But yeah, um, I, I wasn't a huge fan of like the the like voiceover work in this. Um, I, I, I think it would be worth it to watch it in Japanese because I think it could be mm-hmm. done a lot better. And I'm sure it probably is. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was basically the music and like the sound effects really of like how all the monsters sounded and stuff. Yeah. It was really cool, but uh, yeah, I'm. This is probably the weakest section for me personally. Huh. All right, any, yeah. here's a weird little maybe blood fan tidbit. But so the Blood Plus anime, one of the characters, his like main thing is he plays the cello, and okay. most of the themes when they're in the like the hidden room with all the floating glo- gobulets and things are getting kind of spooky. Yeah, that I believe that's a cello. And I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, and, and, so, like, and, trying and, to like, tie them all back together. Yeah, and, and, okay. and like I mentioned, like, everything, all the monsters outside of feeling very Lovecraftian and, like, elder gaudy um, are like John dies at the end. Like, the slight turn from what reality is. Like, these things have existed in mythology or whatever, and they're real. And this mm-hmm. is the real representation of them, so I did like that. They're real and tangible, and they affect the people mm-hmm. and the world that they live in, and... All right, so for how scary, I gave it an... Wait, wait. Oh. How scary? We're We're on audio. Yeah, We're on audio, audio. buddy. I'm sorry. I I meant (laughs) audio. Uh, For audio, I gave it an eight and a half. I I even had that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Justin. Oh, I gave it a four and a half. Oof. Oh. Well, I'll balance this out. I gave it a 9.5. I think the music is really phenomenal. Okay. How scary. Alex, Uh your selection... Your pick. We are grateful for your patronage. The floor is yours. Why? What about this made you want to review it on a horror podcast? It's the way the monsters attack. The way they size up people and immediately spring on things. Like, every single scene... I remember the first time I watched this, like, I I just felt so tense the entire time. Because I knew these creatures were, like, powerful... And, like, just bloodthirsty. And it was really 
just something that really rubbed me the wrong way because I watched all these like you know I watched Godzilla I've watched uh, Underworld at the at that around that age and nothing nothing felt nearly as scary as these monsters. So as far as somebody who really likes monsters in general and pretty much any medium, these guys are something that I will never forget and will likely inspire whatever like literature whatever I'm working on for like most of my life because it just it's so like uncanny and weird and even in the scene with the rabbits you know we laugh because it's it's ridiculous but there's scenes where those things are just running mm-hmm. and the way they run is like weird and off kilter and that's freaky <laughs> you see this in attack on titan justin you know the the ones that are just like Ugh. running like super awkward yeah they're basically like, dragging themselves well yeah, yeah, I mean, Attack on Titan is like a huge other beast that we'll, we, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into. This fits Uncanny really well. Yes, yes 100%. Oh, absolutely. They're better than the shit And the fact that it is, it is familiar. It's like, I know these tropes, I know these creatures mm-hmm. at least a little bit, but then they do like weird yes. shit, and it's crazy. It, the, like, this one terrified yeah, me, like, and like I said, I had nightmares. The, the Shinigami, I think, were definitely meant in Death Note to like, kind of scare you, they're demons or whatever, but these did it a lot more for me. A yeah. lot more for me. Mm-hmm. They're scary. <laughs> Justin, how about you, buddy? Um, so I'm kind of of two minds of this. Um I I think that the I I mean I think obviously like all like the how scary factor really comes from these monsters, but it's really like dulled out by the rest of the show. Like basically like all the slice of life stuff. Um mm-hmm. That being said, um, oh, sorry, thought I had a spider, but what's well, something, something just fell on my leg, sorry, scared the shit out of me. Um, the bunny, uh, is going to stay with me for, uh, probably months. 100%. Um, just the way, the way it like opened up a gross, like shoulder hole mm-hmm. and was just like shoving people in there and then like opened up the like shoulder or leg hole and just like another one came up and like fucking blended everybody. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Um that being said, uh yeah, the complete disregard for human life in this show and how the monsters like come at that uh is absolutely terrifying. The um, Elder God approach, right? Like they were they are yeah. just <sighs> so much more than humans. We even the like ruthless soldiers, like whenever that one guy gets yeah. killed by a monster and then a bunch of soldiers walk up and just mm-hmm. like shoot him a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Like they really uh, wanted to exterminate every sign of 100%. life in this town. <laughs> They're like, up oh, shit, the show's over. <laughs> Wrap it up. So, I, I, I mean, kind of... Oh, ow, sorry. Uh, coming back to that, like, I honestly think that if the day-to-day stuff had been a little bit more interesting for me, because, I mean, like I've talked about it a couple times already, that's kind of the part of the show that dragged. And it really dragged down yeah. my How Scary score, because I, I think that when these Elder Barons show up, this this show is, like, at its best then. Mm-hmm. and I mean even for like a, like these fucking monsters are terrifying each one of them has like basically their their own unique thing that makes them terrifying mm-hmm. but again it, it was kind of brought down a little bit by like the day to day stuff that just I mean bored me I guess uh, on the yeah. polar opposite of that I felt the day to day stuff elevated the scenes when it got dark and it made okay. it pay off so much when the monster came to the school because you're used to the school being the safe place, being this more like day to day life. Like I said, I watched that scene probably four times. I'm not lying. Like it, I it's I crazy. Loved that from a scary perspective. Um, 
is this the scariest thing we have seen? No. It was scary to Haunting a Hill House for me, I think. Um, I, I I really liked it. That I was, was very impressed, Alex. 100%. I, didn't, I did not yeah. know what a anime could do in the scary department, and I think you really, really brought an A-game to it. I mean that. I, I would yeah. agree. And not only that, but like an A-game to how this kaiju season has gone. Yes. Because, oh my God. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it, it was such a nice change of pace because, I mean, the obviously like the earlier like Godzilla movie, yes, it has its like scary part, not its scary ideals yeah. of it, um, yeah. but it's not really like terrifying. Whereas like this had legitimately like uh, like I've mentioned, that that bunny is going to stick with mm-hmm. me. Like that is not something that is going away anytime soon. And oh, yeah. I, I think honestly, that's it's the first time this season that we've had something like that. Yeah, because arachnophobia, like Alex said, is a very loose interpretation of what a kaiju is. And obviously, we discussed that in Jaws, right? But this yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. this was different. This was right, and I am very very impressed, Alex. I gave it a seven and a half for how scary, Justin. Uh, I gave it a five just because I, I, I had to basically look at it in two parts. And I gave it a nine because obviously this shit really scarred me for a long time. Man, and I- only by learning about it like intentionally in like doing a crap ton of mm-hmm. research. Like that's how I approach things that scare Alex, me. I, I could like, recommend as movie, much as I can. I, I would know. recommend you watch the film Color Out of Space. It is a Lovecraftian movie. Okay, it's been on my list for a I while. I think if you like this and the monsters in it, I think you would very, very much like it. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a monster yeah. scene towards the end that I think you would be 110% into. The other thing that's weird for me is I have a, a way higher tolerance of gore and such in anime and video mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. So when it peers into live action, even though I know it's like corn syrup and shit, like that really affects me on a deeper level. <laughs> I mean, again, basically all kaiju has taught me, um, obviously not with kaiju, but <laughs> through the kind of things we've gone through in in the interim, I guess you could say, is uh, I'm just fucking broken on the inside. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. To summarize the scores for plot, Justin, I gave it a seven and a half. Alex gave it a seven. For cinematography, I gave it an eight. Justin gave it a seven. Alex gave it a six. For audio, I gave it an eight and a half. Justin gave it a four and a half. Alex gave it a nine and a half. And for how scary, I gave it a seven and a half. Justin gave it a five. Alex gave it a nine. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 73, which is very respectable. In our master list... Do, 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 do. Easy. It falls between two movies. It is tied with Arachnophobia Interesting. and Resident Evil, the first movie. Okay, so the best one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true the best that. one for oh, live God, action. Those fucking, oh, those, I, that, I still, that really works. There are like some things with this show that are really memorable and unique, yeah. but overall, there, there's it's got so much potential. Absolutely, and like I said, plot is where I think it is struggling the most, and I think that if they had expanded it and made it a 20-episode arc, it would have been much better. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let you guys know if the manga is any good. Or these like weird live action <laughs> movies that specifically focus on Fumito and his like people. Oh, we'll figure okay. it out. <laughs> so that is our review of Blood Sea. Justin's going to play a commercial from the member podcast of Kaleidoscope Media Network. And we will head on into the closing. Uh, just so you know, before I play it, I was thinking about playing the Attack on Titan theme. But uh, no, I'll just I'll, I'll go with the commercial. <laughs> Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. 
Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So Alex, once again, I just really, 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 really want to thank you for being a patron. It means so much to us. Um, we're, we're so appreciative of everybody who gives us even a dollar, and you gave us so much more than that. So from the bottom of both my Justin's heart, thank you. Yes, thank you. Larry's good at thanking. I'm just socially awkward, so <laughs> I leave that up to him. <laughs> uh, I Well, you guys have been such a, like, I mean, I found it randomly in a Reddit post, I think I determined in the last time I was on this mm-hmm. show, but ever since I, like, jumped into this podcast, like, you all have been super welcoming, and you're just passionate about what you do, you're fun, I love listening to you guys, like, go at all these various movies and stuff, and... Oh, well, let me tell you, you some of them are me with so much entertainment. Mm-hmm. The fact that even I gave you what I gave you is like, I feel like I owe you more than no, that, we, which is why so I, oh, well, I love being on the show and being involved. And it's it's so much fun. Y'all are cool. And also, more importantly, I want to say thanks again for picking something scary for Kaiju because we have both. Yeah, been so yeah. it's been a change. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I, I have to. That's re- what I wanted. <laughs> I have to reiterate it. Like, <laughs> this is like probably the first thing that is like legitimately scary mm-hmm. in Kaiju. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you. So that being said, Alec, <laughs> there's not many. We want to, <laughs> no. we want to uh, give you a second. Plug all your stuff. Sure. So I mean, you can find if you really want to like hang out and chat with me. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm at AC McCumbers, which is M C C U M B E R S. Primarily, I'm the community manager over at Catopia Rush. So I work for a mobile games company. I make fun little things and and kind of just perpetuate. Uh, people playing our game. It's available on Android and iOS if you want to give that a shot. But uh, the other thing that I put a lot of my creative energy into is I'm the co-owner of Forever Classic Games, which is a games media website. ForeverClassicGames.com has uh, reviews. It's got some of Justin's mm-hmm. reviews, which are very good. Oh, thank you. And our written work and our podcast interviews I'm really proud of, and pretty soon we'll have more content in general because I'm settled. My year, tumultuous <laughs> as it was... It's real. It's finally starting to like level Good. out, so I can do more of these like creative side projects that I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I was actually looking, and uh, the last time you were on was February of 2020. It's been a long year yes, and a bit. Uh, I was in Alaska. <laughs> yes, the time, you were. And now I'm not. So <laughs> everything that happened in between. And I will include <laughs> a lot of this in the show notes. So make sure you go over and follow Alex. Make sure you go check out Forever yeah. Classic Games. And I downloaded the beta of Catopia Rush, and I've been playing it since. And it's it's enjoyable. It's a nice little again, like because I'm at work and lab, and I have like like 10, mm-hmm. 15 minute down points right in between experiments or waiting. Yeah. And I find that it fits really cool, and it's cool to know you're doing the character development. So that's that's awesome. We talked about a particular design that I threw out as like, hey, will you draw this for me so I can use on social media? Because I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And that might turn into an actual character one of these cool. days, maybe. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So technically, I'm involved in the design just a little cool. bit. And, you know, it's super fun. Uh, next week, we are going back to the Saw franchise. <gasps> one, It'll, It's going to be our last dip into Spiral. Uh, well, yeah, Spiral. It's, it's into Spiral, yes. It'll be our last oh, journey God, with, with Saw on this podcast, um, barring something else happening. 
Uh, Rachel and Mars are coming back for that. Um, Yay! That's all I really have, Justin. Any last thoughts? Funny thing, the opening theme of Blood Sea is titled Spiral. Is it really? See, I I tied it all together. Look at that. (laughs) Oh, damn. Uh, No, I mean, just... uh, obviously larry larry got to watch spiral in theaters uh it's 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 weird this being like the first saw movie that i haven't been able to see in theaters uh i'm just i'm i'm really excited i'm probably gonna watch it like two or three more times before we actually review Mm it yeah i mean you can get it anywhere that you can rent uh vod right now um oh cool i know how much it is in canada but obviously it's not that much in the u.s so it's it's like 26.99 here uh you should because it is worth it then i've said too much <laughs> alex any any last thoughts uh, i mean go out there and explore the the world of horror anime guys there's a bunch of crazy ones and the last thing that i have is conjuring the devil made me do it by the time you're listening to this oh. will be on hbo max and in theaters and i will be watching it friday night so it's the first conjuring without james Wan. so we'll We'll see. We are not reviewing it on the podcast. I might write a review for it, but we're not doing it on the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, no? I've never seen any of those, although I love listening to the plot synopsises. The first Conjuring is terrifying. The second one isn't as good, but it does have a lot of very good moments. But that first Conjuring film, the way James Wan sets up that house in the first 20 yeah. minutes of the character is just... Like I said, I'm, I'm. We need we need more of that. I'm very. It's the dolls that get me. I can't do I'm dolls. I'm very <laughs> nervous about not having James Wan behind the the helm, but we we will see. Yeah, fingers yep. crossed. All right, guys, that was Blood Sea. <laughs> Alex, thank you again. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for having stay me. Scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.